Hi, everybody. I'm Elaine from SomeOfTheirCastle.com. Just a brief note before you get into this delightful audio adventure. <laughs> uh, I wanted to to say that this episode of Invitation Only was a thing that we wanted to do for a pretty long time. We wanted to record a podcast about Persona. But at the time, Some of the Castle was kind of off the air. A revamp was long in the making and, and just a thought. So what happened was in June 2015... Justin, Roxy, and myself, we had some time and we decided to sit down in front of microphones and talk about Persona 4 because we really love that video game and the recording got done. Since I didn't have a feed to publish the thing on, Justin put it out uh, originally on the podcast feed for Laugh Say Loaded, which is his other podcast. The cool thing about the internet, nothing is lost forever. So while it did come out on the Laugh Say Loaded feed, it's since been, you know, cycled back from there. And we are super proud to be able to bring this thing back to everybody on the wonderful new shiny website uh, and and podcast feed at some other castle. So I feel like, and I think that Justin and Roxy would probably agree that this its spiritual home is probably here at some other castle HQ as an invitation only episode. I hope you guys enjoy this thing. We had a blast making it. Have a blast listening to it. You might want to make a drink because this is it's gonna be a weird one, you guys. The Invitation Only Podcast. Let's get it, yeah, let's see what we can uncover. What that defies your world 
I'm Elaine, and on this episode of IO, we're going to do things just a little bit differently. Normally, I host the thing. I'm letting, I'm stepping back. I'm going to let Justin, who's also joining us here today, he's going to host this one. I need a, I need, a, I need to take a knee. Also joining this wonderful cast for this episode is Roxy, because if there's going to be a cast about a video game called Persona, these are the three people from this staff who need to be on it. That's right, this episode of Invitation Only is about Persona, most specifically about Persona 4, which is a video game myself, Justin and Roxy have all played an excessive and almost unhealthy amount of uh, in our time. I don't really want to talk about how much I've played of this episode of this game on this episode. We're just not going to, we're going to, that's going to become very apparent very quickly how many times I finish this. Justin, at this point, I'm going to turn this over to you. It's your, it's your ship. It's your podcast. It's just do it. Just take it. Take it away from me. Just take it. Take it away. Hello, Roxy. I'm here too. Yay. Woo. <laughs> um you're right yes um we're here to talk about persona um there will inevitably be a lot of talk um overlapping between persona 4 and persona 4 golden or persona 4 the golden if you're in japan which which is essentially the same game but with extras in and uh yes persona 4 uh developed by atlas and published by atlas purveyors of games such as persona persona 2 Persona 2, Persona 3, Persona 3, Persona 3, Persona 4. Yeah, they like Persona. I don't know if you know. <laughs> yes. Well, they, they like many games. But um, Persona 4 was released in 2008 for the PlayStation 2. And much more recently, re-released as Persona 4 Golden in a remaster, if it's fair to call it that. Um, it was a an updated version uh, released on the PlayStation Vita. Which I understand, Elaine, you now have your, um, well, your Persona box running on your TV, yeah. otherwise known as a Vita TV. Yeah, PlayStation TV, whatever they decided to call it everywhere else but Japan. I, yeah, it's it's used for two things. My husband uses it to play The Binding of Isaac, and I use it to play Persona games on a TV. That is one more use than mine, is it? <laughs> well, if it wasn't for my husband, it would really just be a box designed to let me play Persona 4 Golden on a giant screen, which is delightful. It is the Persona machine. Yep. That is just how it is in my house. <laughs> I just hug it and tell it I'm I'm so grateful for you. Thank you for playing Persona on my TV. Thank you. And uh, and I played through and uh, on the Vita regular. And yes, it, I I easily spent the most hours playing that one game over anything else. Mm-hmm. I'd imagine you've probably rivaled that with Binding of Isaac by now, but um... it's it's a I actually did that math at one point. It's a toss-up because I've played between Persona 3 and Persona 4. I've played them so many times. I don't want to talk about it. Okay, look. How many times have we each beaten this, actually, just to get a, a count? I think I'm on my fifth playthrough now. I've been through it three. Three times. Between Persona on the PS2 and Golden. I've been through it three times. Oh, yeah. Definitely between the two. Yeah. And I never played it on the PS2. You weren't really missing out on much. Um, I, I have to be honest, my, my, um, experience of Persona was, was introduced to me through listening to some other castle. My bad. And, uh, <laughs> same here. I blame you for everything. <laughs> I've ruined your lives. <laughs> in the best way, though. Well, okay. Yeah, you know, it's, it's really bad when you are in public talking about these games, uh, and people, like, are in line behind you, and you're talking about ridiculous things, and they just look at you like, you, like you've gone and smoked all of the drugs. 
because it's... Oh, no, I was poring over my notes in an Applebee's talking to my uncle about this, and he was just staring at me like, what, what on earth are you going on about? Uh, you know, you, you, you bash your head over, bash yourself over the head with a book or shoot yourself in the head. Yeah, it's cool. It's fine. My husband, uh, when I originally played Persona 4 on the PS2, I was unemployed at the time, so I did not sleep. And I put, uh, I, I, I thought we weren't going to, this, this story was going to manage to not be told. I have to, but, yeah, I have go, to, go I have on. to do it. Go ahead. Uh, I, um, I used to play this game like all through the night and I didn't have children at the time. My husband would sleep and I had the volume cranked up and he would hear the battle music through the vents and he would wake up whistling it and he can still sing. He can still do it over and over. And he just looks at me. He's like, he's just like, he goes, the battle music for that game has ruined my life. Like just the other night we were talking to Carolyn about it because she's visiting this week and uh, he just started whistling it. And he's like, oh, you know, I reach up to the truth. I'm like, oh God. Now I have to go play that game. I have to go play that game again. So, and and was that the reason why your some of the past uh, some of the castle um, closing music was that very same piece? Uh, it was for a little while, and then and then it was a remix of uh, my my favorite Street Fighter characters' uh, stage music. Coming. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, I thought. Oh yeah. 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 It, it's it swapped over. It, yeah, yeah, it was it swapped over. But I I still use the. Uh, cell phone PPP sound is my text message sound. I don't like to talk about it. Just look. Okay. I, I must admit, when I was playing through Arena and it um, it started popping up in the background, I just kept thinking, am I listening to the show again? <laughs> yeah. What? Where did that come from? Yeah. No, it's... That game really, like, grabbed a hold. I think it grabbed a hold... I, I don't know. I would argue it grabbed a hold of all of us. It's a special thing. It's a weird thing. But it's a special thing. Yeah, I... I think what did I do? I think I put ninety hours in Persona Three Portable. That's a good game. And um, and I remember a certain person who is on this call calling me, and I quote, a fucking moron. <laughs> I did <laughs> for um for for t- when I said, oh well, you know, I've played enough Final Fantasy oh, that I'll give that a go on hard. You're an idiot. <laughs> and, Just... and after twelve hours, I was heavily advised to start again. Yeah, because you were going to quit because you were mad. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I struggled a bit. It's 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 hard enough on normal. What, what is the matter with you? <laughs> Does that? Do you have like a suicide? See, like, I'm not the only wish? one. Do you have a death wish? You, he's a fucking moron. I love him, but he's a moron. Like that's not okay. <laughs> well, I did start again, and I played through, and I finished that game. But yes, I I was then gifted the following summer uh, for for my birthday. In fact, two years ago, I was given. Persona 4 Golden, which I then proceeded to play, and yes, um, I I got I got the the true ending. Yeah, yay, go me! And thus the dark times began. Yes, <laughs> down. In fact, um, someone told me that, um, and I can't remember who it was, but someone told me that I would struggle on one boss in particular, and I actually didn't. I struggled on something completely different. <laughs> I was like, no, no, I had that, Kevin. Anyway, um. People right now are possibly a bit confused because that's what happens when you talk about Persona to someone who has no idea what it is. Its full title is Shin Megami Tensei Persona 4, or Persona 4 Golden. Um, and it's actually the fifth installment of the Persona series following Revelations Persona, otherwise known as Persona 1, or commonly referred to as Persona 1. You then had Persona 2 Innocent Sin and Persona 2 Eternal Punishment, because for some reason they thought that, you know, they'd get more money if they released two games rather than one 
long game. Even more complicated, only one of the parts of that game was released in the United States and other and other areas besides Japan originally. I think in the US only the second half of that game was released. What? Until the PSP versions. Correct. Until they went back and said, "Oh yeah, that was pretty dumb. We should probably fix that." Good job, guys. High five. <laughs> and then there was Persona 3, followed by Persona 3 Fez mm-hmm. and Persona 3 Portable, which were all more or less the same game, but just with an extended dungeon or slightly different um, style mechanic. Um, Persona 3 Portable pretty much copied the some of the mechanics from 4, and it let you change some of your characters at will rather than um, rather than you just hating Yukari as much as you do. So much. So Mitsuru and I were also not friends. <laughs> I'm probably the only one that doesn't. It's just, well... Even though she fucked me over hardcore in that battle against Nyx. I'm just so, saying. Yeah, I... I what? I, I don't want to talk about Look, it, okay? Uh, I, I lost like eight hours of my yep. life from 12 o'clock in the middle of the night to um, eight o'clock in the morning. I didn't sleep. Thanks a lot, Yukari. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your healing spell was... Uh... Yeah, that was useful. For me, it was Mitsuru who decided, let me try to cast Charm on the final boss. Bitch, really? Like, what are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? Whatever, it's cool. The the, the main difference, I mean, Persona Portable was the, the only version I've played of that. And um, yeah, being able to actively control all your characters was one bonus. But also was the fact that your characters didn't get um, didn't suffer detrimental effects if you kept them in the dungeon too long, whereas on the PS2 versions, they pretty much got to the point where they went, yeah, I'm tired now, I'm done. And that was it. Oh, yes, that was the entirety of Fez, actually. That's like my dungeon experience. Yeah, That's that my life. That game was really hard. It was incredibly difficult to play that game. Um, Portable made that game a delight. The only problem is that Portable ripped out a lot of the really good animated cutscenes and voice acting. Due to the limitations of the machine. Yeah. yeah, and the thing is, that stuff is really good in Persona 3. So it's when people ask me which version of that game I prefer, I actually have to be like, I, dude, I don't know. It depends on this, you know? It's more fun to play portable, but Fest is a better experience overall. I, whatever. Thanks, Atlas. Yeah. Damn it. And you got slightly different um, camera angles and stuff yep. when you're running around the dungeon and things. Yep. Was, I guess, a social link in um, portable or... Is that only in Fez? Uh, yeah, that's a good question. I don't remember. Uh, I'm pretty sure you can link with Igus. Yeah. But not when you play the female protagonist in Portable. God, that game was weird when they did that. No, but you can you can, can? You can link with... Uh, you can romantically re- link with Akihiko, which I know you want to do. You're so creepy. <laughs> so creepy. <laughs> He's the creepiest. Oh, that was a weird product. That was a weird thing that they did because they had to cram... A very large game onto the PSP. It was a weird thing. So, Persona 4 also received uh, the critically acclaimed P4G, Persona 4 Golden, as I say, um, which again, yeah, did have slightly different mechanics. Also included extra dungeon and extra character in Marie. Mm-hmm. Although the series bears the name Shin Megami Tensei, I, then... I think you're forgetting one character. One Adachi? Mm. Is he not in P4? No, no, you don't get to uh, you don't get to social link Correct. with Adachi. Oh, but 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 he's in the game. Oh yes, yes, he's in the game. Yeah. but you yeah. don't have as much Whereas interaction. Whereas Marie with him is not in P four at all. At all. Yeah. So that's oh uh, yeah okay. There is an extra in the sense of you can get the was it is the Joker link, isn't he? 
Is that right? I think um, he starts off as the hermit and then it swaps over to Fox after yeah. a later on reveal. Oh. So they kind of share um, a social link. Well, at least the Arcana over the social link. And Mary is the Aeon. Yeah, she, she gets a whole new, you know. Yeah. Yep. And, um, yes, although it bears the name Shimagami Tensai, they're not actually spin offs from the Shimagami Tensai series, but of Megami Tensai, which is actually different. Uh, from what I can remember and what I've researched, Megami Tensai was on the NES and Shin Megami Tensai was on the Super NES. I think that's correct. Boy, Japanese games are weird sometimes, by the way. Yes. <laughs> I only have some experience with Innocent Sin Online, which is the same game that they feature in Persona 3. Mm -hmm. But yeah, that, that sounds about right. <laughs> yes, when you social link by playing an online game while you're playing a game. Yo, dude, hey, so meta. Hey, hey, <laughs> hey game, I heard you like playing games, so I put a game in your game I, so you can play games while you're playing games. Exhibit playing the Inception sound. That's how ridiculous that meta that is. <laughs> and, and spoilers, it's your teacher. Oh, oh God. God. That was such a reveal. You've ruined all of Persona 3. No, you have not. <laughs> oh, this is going to be spoiler heavy. It's got to be. Yeah, spoil spoilers for a, like, 10-year-old game. We're just going to spoil all of these games. That's pretty much what's yes. going to happen. Um, it, it's, it's taken as a given that if you're listening to a Gamecast, it's it's spoiler-free. You know, you just get on with it. Um. No, sorry, it's not spoiler-free. It's full of spoilers, that's what I mean. Uh, chronologically, Persona 4 does follow Persona 3, and although it's set in an entirely different location with new characters, there are some components from Persona 3 that feature in Persona 4, such as you visiting the school that you were studying at, Gekukan. Yeah, that's a weird and, crossover, uh, random thing. <laughs> and, and when you do... Uh, is it in three you do Operation Babe Hunt or something where you meet Igus and and um, in Portable, one of the women you meet while you're sunbathing is the sleazy teacher from Four. Oh God, yes, oh, Miss Kashiwagi. Yeah, I love Kashiwagi. Yeah. <laughs> She's comedic relief. Oh, she is such a hoe bag. I love uh, her. To it, death, it's though. fantastic. <laughs> it's like the biggest. I almost feel like that's just throwing every stereotype out there. I like it. Yeah, that wow, I forgot about that little thing. Where is that social link? Right? <laughs> the hobag social link. <laughs> oh god. Uh, in the game you play the main character who is unnamed. However, in later the animation and um spin-offs such as Persona 4 Animation and Persona 4 Arena, it was revealed that the character's name is Yu Narakami. Which is actually a Japanese play on word of you become God. That's pretty good. I did not know that. Oh, man. Kind of playing into the, the, greater, um, the greater scheme of the story, which we'll get into. Did, uh, just for cross-reference, did the movies that are coming out for Persona 3 name that main character? Did he get a name? I have absolutely no idea. I was just going to say, did he not get a name in Shadows of the Labyrinth? Did he? Well, you, um, you played it. It was just randomized for me. Yeah, you could just yeah. continuously hit the button until you found one that you liked. I don't know that he. Okay. Yeah, I don't know that he was assigned a name in the same way. Hmm. I was just curious. We can continue. I'm sorry. He or she? That, yeah. Or the, although the, the the female protagonist is pretty much ignored on anything other than P3P. Correct. Yes. So Shadows of the Labyrinth, which I also mentioned there on the 3DS, um, 
you you narakami features in that as well as in the forthcoming dancing all night i can't wait to play that game of all the spin-offs yeah a rhythm action game on the vita nobody asked for it everyone wants it everyone will love it all i want to do is make teddy dance okay that's all i want what 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 was the there was a youtube video that was doing the rounds and it was like was it just a fake um you know we made this game. It's awful, but we know you're going to buy it. <laughs> yeah. I don't care. Oh, uh, the Persona 4 Platinum Edition. Uh, that was it. Spoof. Yes. Oh, yes. Yeah. oh, yes. Yes, yes, yes. That was a fantastic piece of YouTube gold right there. I Look, I don't care what it is. If it says Persona in the title, I'm probably going to pay money for it. Let's just be serious at this point. I'll I'll dance. Oh, definitely. They they own me. Yeah. They own my soul. They, I, I've given it to them freely. I'm sorry. Do you mean that I can play remix versions of your of your tracks? Okay, I'm in. Let's dance. Come on. Here at Atlas, we're all really excited for Persona 5, a brand new world of dungeon crawling, social linking, and psychological trauma is on its way, and we can't wait to show it to you. But in the meantime, we still have plenty of thrilling original content for you to enjoy. And by that, we mean absolute shitloads of Persona 4 spinoffs. More Persona 4 than you can shake a stick skewer at, because let's face it, you're going to buy them. Let's take a look at what on offer. Persona 4 Arena, the fighting game nobody asked for. Persona 4 Ultimax, the sequel to the fighting game nobody asked for. Persona Q, fanfiction.net in video game form. Persona 4 Dancing All Night, we don't know why we made this either. And don't forget, two animated series, because why the fuck not? After all, we're currently owned by Sega, and they know a thing or two about milking franchises. You probably remember Persona 4 Golden, the wildly unnecessary expanded port for the system that time forgot. It was the quintessential version of Persona 4 that provided you P4 junkies with a new fix. And we at Atlas stand by this as the greatest addition of our most beloved game. So naturally, we're making another one, presenting Persona 4 Platinum exclusively for the PlayStation 3. It's the exact same game as the original, but with all those revolutionary golden additions, like Marie the Mary Sue, hanging out with a sociopath, and actually getting to leave the house after dark. But Platinum is shaking things up big time. Now you can actually spend the entire year in Inaba without any time skips. The entire year in real time. Did you want to finally max out Shu's social link? Of course not. But now you can get the chance to anyway. Speaking of linking those socials, Platinum allows you to spend time with Persona 4 favorites, Mr. Moroka, Miss Kashiwagi, Mitsuo, Funky Stu, Student, Kuro the dog, and Aika, the animation staff's personal fan character. And if you're in the mood for love, get ready for a new set of waifus, because romantic paths have opened up for such iconic characters as Kanji, Shadow Kanji, Kanji's mom, and the fox. Platinum also introduces a new character, the mysterious George, who is great at everything and becomes best friends with the investigation team, but also has a tragic backstory and may or may not be the cause 
cause of the whole mystery. Also, he rides a skateboard. Do you like events? We pack the Persona 4 Golden Calendar with them, but Platinum goes one step further. Five new festivals, a field trip to Tokyo, celebrating Hanukkah with Tanaka, a field trip to Mount Fuji, a wacky time travel story, teaching Nanako curse words, a zombie apocalypse story, a field trip to Audaba, the alternate reality version of Inaba, defending Teddy in court for sexual harassment lawsuit, and many, many, many more. Persona 4 Platinum is support you never needed, but you're definitely going to waste your money and time on. Order now to receive the special Persona Addict Edition, which comes with a one-of-a-kind t-shirt, a morally questionable Rosette poster, an official Juness suppository, Vic Mignogna voice pack DLC, and an MP3 player filled with reassuring messages to help you sleep at night, such as Persona 4 is totally real and Chie is best girl. When it comes to squeezing every last drop out of Persona 4, we at Atlas have only just started, and you're going to savor it. Remember, we own you. Persona 4 Platinum, reach out to the truth again, and again, and again. Hitting stores in 2015. Resistance is futile. No, but seriously, Chie is best girl. There's no denying it. But but did you get the CD with your copy of Arena that came yep. with the music CD? Yep. Yes. yes. And, and um, no. as did I. That soundtrack is really, really good. Like the stuff that they've remixed and added into Arena and Arena Ulti, whatever the hell they call the second one I, th- I think we just call it arena ultimate yeah that's good enough rather than super suplex <laughs> edition or something i love how hard they ridiculous. troll i love how hard they troll like street fighter and their ridiculous names like look <laughs> we're gonna go full stupid on this one you guys uh the soundtracks for both of those games were incredibly good incredibly good Back to the story. <laughs> uh, the The game begins where your character arrives in the small town of Inaba to stay with his uncle Ryotaro Dojima and his young cousin Nanako, who is just the most sweetest, awesome main um, sidekick ever. One of the only children within games that I've actually been able to like feel empathy for mm-hmm. and not feel like that they're a complete and utter waste of my time or that they're a burden. 
or specifically in it usually feels like kids are injected into games specifically to generate empathy and it feels like cheap you know what i mean it's very rare that you actually feel it like for real like and it doesn't feel forced it's so good she's so good and and i remember listening um when uh last year or the year before sending a message to some other castle saying so i've just met dojima and i'm i'm guessing he's a contender for worst father in the world ever because he's never around for his like six-year-old daughter who's cooking all the food and you know seems to be running the house yeah you you, you were you were not complimentary of him <laughs> yeah he's a, he's a drag ass man come on he's kind of a drunk um I like Dojima. I mean, he looks like he's been ran into the fucking ground a few times, but I, I mean, look what he's been through. All right, yes. And yeah, he's yes. a totally shitty parent, yes. but he, he he does his best. I he mean, gives he's you a, a scooter. Provider. Yeah, that's true. I mean, when it's clear you're, um, to quote, sidekick, main 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 goo main dude. Yosuke. 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 Yes. My bro. We're not gonna go and get my motorcycle. Oh, Yosuke. And just every time he says oh, motorcycle, Yosuke. I think, call it a motorbike. Oh, it's a motorcycle to us. They were playing for the American people. I'm sorry. It's a scooter to me. That's not. Well, a motorcycle. yeah, that's a scooter. Yeah. Oh no, his is. His is a motorcycle. Or he wants a motorcycle. Mm, and he looks more like a moped until <laughs> until it's sat on, and and slightly crushed. Slight, slightly, yeah, oh, yeah. That, that's what we'll, that, that's a word we'll use. <laughs> a tad, yeah. <laughs> yes. So to to put you in the setting, I say he he visits Inaba. It's a small rural town and boasts a high school, shopping district, and a branch of the local superstore Junez, which you will spend a small proportion of your time hearing the Junez theme tune, especially when every day is great. At your Junais. <laughs> Even when Nanako sings it and has to echo the in-game commercials for it. It's the cutest thing ever, okay? It's cute. But every day is not great at your Junais. Junais is terrible. Every time you go to Junais, something is horribly wrong. Horribly wrong. <laughs>
I don't think Nanako singing it is the cutest thing in the game. I think the cutest thing in the game is when you start doing gardening with her. See, okay. Oh, yeah. Yes, that's adorable. It wasn't in the original <laughs> game. It wasn't in the, the PS2 version, but yeah, that's really adorable. <laughs> We've got veggies. Oh, yay. I wanted to hug her every time. Vegetables. I got so excited. I was like, we have veggies. My husband just looks at me. He's like, why are you playing that game again? <laughs> <laughs> it's so and, good. And then you always have uh, Dejima just going, oh, well, maybe we'll uh, go some yeah, more I'll then. help. <sighs> Can I make those into vodka? Yeah, well, you can mix them with it. You know, it's all right, Dojima. We got you. <laughs> Come on, grow! I'm excited! So most of the game takes place at the school, the Dejima residence, or at Junez, which is where the game's main dungeon mechanic is featured. And, well, there are other ways to get into dungeons, but um, pretty much all the time, as is the as is just completely normal, you enter the TV world through uh, the main TV in Junez. Um, I mean, I do it all the time, don't you? I, I mean, yeah. that's what I'm doing after I get off of here. <laughs> Absolutely. So, um, so that's the setting and the uh, the main sort of introduction. So, well, ha- how to try and explain the story? Um, oh man, this is a roller coaster. It, yeah. Okay. Well. <laughs> okay. Right. I, I'm I'm going to go for this. So please feel free to um, to just keep chipping in and correcting me when I miss out huge plot points. But um, basically. Everybody stretch first. Hold on. It's about to get Here real. we go. Here we go. Okay. Gotta Here get we go. Brain muscles ready. <laughs> Woo. All right. There are some strange disappearances, and the people that are abducted start appearing hanging from like TV aerials. Basically, they've been hanged. The first one being Miss Mayumi Yamano, a, a local reporter in the Inaba area. Indeed. And there is a channel, otherwise known as the Midnight Channel which comes on mysteriously at midnight if it's raining outside and you stare at the TV, the TV will turn itself on and so the urban legend says the face of your soulmate will be shown. And the rumour runs around the school, the kids will start watching the Midnight Channel, but it turns out that after sort of two or three days of the same Midnight Channel program coming on and everyone seeing the same thing, it would get the image of the, the blurred face would start getting clearer up until the point where suddenly a body is found. And you come into the picture right as the body shows up. And you come in? Well, you comes into the picture. Ah, <laughs> yes. So... um. After is it after the second abductee is is found? Yes. That uh, Saki Konishi. Yes. There is the Yu is watching the TV in his bedroom when he touches the TV screen and basically starts to go through it. I mean that's happened. That's happened to all of us, right? No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then his head. Then he decides to stuff his whole face. You're just curious. 
Well, I mean, I would have done the same thing. Let's be serious. Yeah, I, right? I would too. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> What's in there? Hey. <laughs> There's a lot of space in here. Oh, I love that line. <laughs> it's a great line. Oh, God. Uh, it's valid too. It's, it's, Which yeah. afterwards you pull out and fall to the ground and Nanako is woken up by you wanging your head against the desk behind you. Which, how did you guys respond to that? Because I, I think that mine was just, ow! <laughs> I think, yeah. I, I just, I just thought, what the hell is happening here? <laughs> I mean, yeah. Oh boy. Yeah. That's the oh, game we're in for. I, oh, oh, well, I mean, like, oh, look, when in the first hour you stuff your face into a television set, yeah, it's about to get ridiculous. <laughs> but he goes to school and tells everyone, and they obviously don't believe him. And then you all agree to meet at Junez, and um, for the record, you you agree to meet at the Junez because the televisions are larger there. Okay, yeah. Like the whole goal is, I think I could stuff my whole body into one of those. <laughs> so basically, yeah, you go to the electrical section in this superstore. Well, originally, you go there because Chie is basically extorting Yosuke for food. Which is, as she's wanted to do from everyone. Because he broke her yeah. DVD. Okay, you guys. Which, to clarify, Yos- Yosuke's dad owns Junez. Oh, he so manages he... that Junez. Ah, He's the store yes. manager. Yeah. He's the store manager. So, Yosuke is, is forced labor, and at various points throughout the story, he will conscript all of your main team to work for the store. And, um, as, as, as slave labor. You'd never really have an option to say no. This is not okay. Yeah, That's I was really... A, this is not okay. I was offended by that. I was like, I got better things to do. Nanako is rat. I don't there want to hang murders on. happening. People are dying <laughs> but, out there. But hold up, son. This Walmart-like store needs my help. What? So dumb. Yep. Yep. So, so you, you meet there, and um, basically, nobody believes that you can uh, put your arm into the TV. So... You do, and the oh. screen all ripples, oh, what's and this? What's and you're this on those three, right here, and and then that you pretty much, Yosuke, you and Chie, all go inside the TV. <laughs> you fall in, I believe, because Yosuke freaks out, right? Or has to because pee. he has to. Pee. It's because he has to pee. Damn it, Yosuke. Yeah. And some customers are coming over, and they're like, "Get him out of the TV! Get him out of the TV!" So then he bumps. And so they comically collide with each other. Yeah. So so they knock you in, and they fall in after you, and you end up in this one of the best lines ever. World. Ow! I fell on my wall. <laughs> <laughs> never forget. <laughs> Hashtag never forget. <laughs> so you end up in this strange. TV world, yeah, and uh, everything's enshrouded in fog. Yes, everything's enshrouded in fog, and you go exploring, and end up at this really freaky um, house with lots of like police tape and um, pictures all over the wall, and it it looks like it is in a bit of a horror film, really. Yeah, there's a noose, the there's ominous scarf that is a noose. Yeah, and there's pictures yeah. with the faces like crossed out and stuff. It's creepy, creepy, and. Do you, do you have your your battle at that point? You get separated from your your buddies, don't you, for some reason, and then um, you you have to fight your own persona. At which point you awaken. Does that happen there? Not yet. No, not yet. No, um, that happens later. You meet Teddy this time around because that's how you guys get out. 
Okay, Teddy to um to explain is essentially an inflatable bear uh, who yeah well, he's a bear suit let's he, just put yeah, bear he, in quotation marks <laughs> sentient bear suit in quotation marks he, he likes to um try to shoehorn the word bear into anything that sounds vaguely like it could have the word bear in it guys it's unbearable, it's unbearable. <laughs> <laughs> high five he he's he's barely good at making puns. I hate it. I hate you. I, oh. <laughs> I hate you so much. I told Teddy that a lot. It's like I love you, but I don't like you very much right now. Go away. Oh, you start out loving him. Yeah, you really love him. Then you're like Teddy. You're kind of an asshole. <laughs> he's got a sensitive nose, and and you've invaded his world, and he his sensitive nose can sniff you out. He thinks you're the one throwing people in as well. Yeah, he accuses he you. He actually accuses you. You're like, bro, step off. And you offer, I believe at this point, you offer to help him figure out who it is, right? Yeah. 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 And he, he then magically provides a pair of glasses for you, which, when you put them on, lifts the fog and makes the TV world a bit clearer. It makes you look rad in the process, so we're clear. And then shoves you out through a set of TVs that he magically just makes come out of nowhere. See, when you yes. talk about this game out loud, it makes you sound like you've done all the drugs. Do you understand? Like, there's no good way to talk about the story or plot in this game without sounding like a crazy person. But if you know, if you've played it, then, then this makes sense, correct, that's, which is the scary It's like part. a cult. <laughs> it's like a cult, you see. The inflatable bear gave You just me. walk by and say, every day is great at your Junais, and then they respond the same way. And then they open the door, and, and then you, know you come into- part of the society. To know that every day is great is to be part of it. <laughs> yeah, so guys, my inflatable bear friend uh, stomped his foot three times and summoned some TVs and shoved me into them. <laughs> just, yep. Sunday. It's cool. And, and, and that then throws you back out into the way, main world. Which time has passed. There's some sort of weird time distortion. They don't really explain it very much, but at least you know that when you go on the TV, you're coming out during the evening. Yeah. yeah. The day is done. You are very tired from the long journey. <laughs> you need to go to bed. <laughs> you should go up and rest. I love that beginning of the game. Uh, but to begin with, um, the it's explained that if you go into the TV world and you don't have the magical glasses provided by Teddy, it exhausts you and... Um, yeah, it, it mentally affects you. It also physically affects you as well, but yes. when you have the glasses, it's a little less so, which is why you have to go and rest after you've been in the TV world, even though it is sort of just an arbitrary mechanic to keep you from progressing through nighttime social links at times. Thanks, video game. <laughs> I'm not bitter at all. No, I missed... Mm, what? It's cool. It's cool. It's their version of, of evolving that Persona 3 mechanic before Portable you know, uh, of getting exhausted being in Tartarus. You know, it's it's taking that mechanic and making it a little bit more reasonable so that you don't... Except ha- not making it time-based. Exactly. So you can actually sit in the television world for as long as you want right. to. You can even pass out and be in the television world and wake back up and realize that you didn't ever stop playing. Yeah. I don't know. I've never done that before. <laughs> it's never happened to me at all. I've never... No. Um... But you, but it's it's nice evolution of the mechanic of getting tired in the TV world, where or in the you know dark hour that they called it in Persona Three, so that it makes a little bit more gameplay mechanic sense. You're not frustrated yeah. trying to battle your way through a dungeon. You have time, you know, patience. Falling asleep with the controller in your hands. <clears throat> what didn't happen to me? 
But at least with the Vita, you can just flick the power switch and then turn it back on, and instantly it's exactly where it was. I love that so much. <laughs> oh, the PlayStation TV will go into a standby mode and keep you where you're at. Yeah, my husband does but it with this Isaac. this was the PS2, so... Yes, in my day, when I first go. played it, I fell asleep. <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. It was bad. <laughs> happens next um basically you go to school you meet your friends um you start saki's body shows up like the next day yes and and yosuke takes it very badly yeah he really because saki was a co-worker saki senpai he adored yeah he he liked he he wanted to get with her yeah it's way to be subtle yosuke i mean really Bro. <laughs> and he takes it immensely to heart because um yeah he, I'm going he was, he was back in the TV. Him. Yeah, he basically drags you back into the TV with him, right? Is that the idea? And that's yes. when you meet his persona and you have to f- so so when you when you un- awaken one of your buddy's personas, you, basically you go to their specific dungeon that's designed just for them and it's the embodiment of their true self, isn't it? Um, that's an interesting topic of it's discussion. Sh- it's, I think, it it almost like their insecurities. You know, it's yeah, it's, it's supposed shadow. to it's supposed to reflect um, or set up 
an experience where the the fight is is just a taunt from their inner self and what they're yeah what they're scared of and what they really all the feel. things they repress all yeah. the things yeah. they're insecure about all their anxieties mm-hmm. and the th- the parts of themselves they don't want the world to see right that's what the shadow is and by repressing it and rejecting it it becomes stronger and will eventually consume them it's like nice symbolism right there yeah <laughs> and whenever you get to the final boss of of a given dungeon the character whose persona it is will pretty much faint and um he he'll, he'll they'll go into a fit of rage and they'll call it out and say you know you're not me you're not me you're not me and those magic words as what triggers it to then suddenly rear up and spawn into the big evilness that it that it is and the very first dungeon is the um the shopping center alcohol the liquor store saki family owned yeah the liquor store yep this is where uh, Yosuke actually learns that Saki didn't actually have feelings for him and in fact thought he was an annoying prick. Oh, Yosuke. I... How how could that be? <laughs> he I don't yeah. I didn't love his character, man. I don't disagree. Y- Yosuke, see, I maintain that Yosuke was the equivalent to Junpei, but um Yes, I love I, Junpei. I, way I know more. how you like Junpei. <laughs> you do, I don't. I thought Junpei Junpei is my bro. He's I mean, look. <laughs> He he was dumb to the extreme. Yeah, I think that they're like, oh, but he was the right kind of dumb. <laughs> hence, hence why, hence why he was called Stupe. They're like the court jester of the group. You know what I mean? Because they're so dumb, it's not believable, but it's it's entertaining. But you just if you face palm a lot when they talk, it's like that. But Yosuke puts on this air of self-absorption, and that he's kind of better than everything, and that he's smarter than he actually is, and. He even appoints himself the second in command, and you find out that he's really just a terrified child that's scared to be alone yep. and doesn't really have any friends. Well, he he befriends you straight away because you're both out of towners that have moved to Inaba. You're not, you know, home residents. There. He's been there for like six months since he arrived. He has the effect of like being the guy whose father is managing the store that's ruining the local businesses too. So people are not super keen on his family so it's tough no. you know and that kind of makes it hard for him to have an identity of his own because he's got that constantly overshadowing him he's always the june's kid yep. yeah and uh so so you you awaken jiraiya his his persona and now he can fight alongside you when you then go on to chie's dungeon and chie she has a lot of um sparring of words with Yosuke as a, a main mechanic of the game. They they often bitch talk each other, but in a loving kind of way. And I don't know about you, but I often thought, is there something, you know, secretly going on there? But it could really be inferred either way. <laughs> I never really gave it a chance to happen because Chie was, Chie was best girl for me. And uh, this dungeon is actually Yukiko's it dungeon is. because... Her best friend ends up getting kidnapped, uh, Yukiko Amagi, whose family owns the local Amagi Inn. Yeah. So they show up, and it's a castle. And Yukiko's shadow meets them outside, and she's dressed in a princess dress, and basically says that she's going to go and score with a harem full of hot studs, it's... then runs off after grabbing her crotch and showing her tits. Uh, Teddy, Teddy's like... <laughs> Requiring a definition of hot stud is great. What? Yeah. It's so 
good. So what happens is that Chie goes in to try to get her alone and ends up having to deal with her shadow in the process uh, before you deal with the dungeon as a whole. So, yeah. Which this is where they really reveal that they have a, a really codependent relationship with each other, but yes. it's not exactly the healthiest because Chie is actually kind of manipulative and is friends with Yukiko because she knows that she's really pretty and that everyone likes her but doesn't have enough drive to help herself so she has to be there to help and protect her because she needs someone to protect yeah chi is the confident one and the wisecracking one but uh, yukiko is the the beautiful girl that everyone wants to try and ask out on a date but she she has no concept of of the fact they're asking her out the amagi challenge Oh. oh, so silly. I think it's kind of rad that in this you see that Chie, like, secretly is not, is kind of self-conscious. Like, she comes across super confident and, like, you know, she shit-talks everybody and gets in everyone's face. But she's jealous of Yukiko in a lot of ways. Yeah. she's the pretty she, one. Uh, she pretty she knows Yukiko is supposedly beautiful and she's not. She's a common girl. She, she's and, just her friend. Yeah, she, she has that. Yeah, she has that immense jealousy. To the extent that her shadow is actually a woman with a yellow hood sitting atop a bunch of yeah. um, bound and tied schoolgirls that are stacked on top of each other, and she uses a whip as her weapon. Let's be clear, the shadow designs in this game for these bosses are brilliant. They're so fucking They're metal. incredibly <laughs> metal, but they're incredibly brilliant because they do a very good job of making like an inner consciousness badass and ready to fight you. That's awesome. Yeah. Like that's really really cool what they do with that stuff. I love it. But that was my favorite one, actually I think probably. That that one's just rad. <laughs> Bring it. Oh yeah. You you saying about um the the bond between Yukiko and Chie. One you when you ultimately then get Yukiko in your group as well. They that's the first time that you notice that you can have basically um, tag team upgrades in the sense oh, of oh that was such a wonderful surprise and golden so randomly it will just go Chie are you ready and then they perform the twin, twin dragon move. attack for reference that was not in the original version of the game so for those of us who played no. the, the PS2 version <laughs> and then moved on to golden it was one of those delightful little things that didn't need to be there the, it was Chinese New Year. Yeah, it's just it did not need to be there uh, because the battle mechanic was good enough already. But it was so rad when they did it and animated each of them differently. I'm just like, yep, home run. That's real. Did good. it have? Did you also have the backup? You know, where one of them just randomly rides no. their bike. Oh, the cavalry! Not attack. there. That was not originally there. And that's also not rad. There either. That it, the, these little things that they did with Golden to make it fit. I, I've said this before. They made that game feel like a totally new game. In, and Risei's powers, which oh, she's yep. not in the game yet. Sorry. I will get to her. <laughs> but, you know, like they added these little touches that made the game feel completely different and totally new. And that's really hard to do with a game that so many people have so much, like, you know, love for. It's I, brilliant. It's brilliant. I'm very impressed. Okay. Well, I, I'm going to try and sort of speed up on the on the story plot because, um, the, the, I mean, I, I put probably 100 hours into this game. Yeah. Because it's very easy to get sidetracked. Oh, and, yeah. You know, you can... For the most part, it's a text adventure with a bit of dialogue and... Oh, it's a visual novel dating sim. Hours of grinding in dungeons that doesn't really feel like grinding. Yeah, that's delightful. 
Like, way to make an RPG actually fun all the way through. That's really, really delightful. I mean, the short version is people go into the TV world, and if you don't save them in a set amount of time, they die. I.e. the game ends. Yes. Right? So you are on a quest. But to, to, but to, get, to begin with, the, the investigation team, as Yosuke calls them, um, they start thinking that they have someone will appear on the midnight channel they have to go in and save that person and then they won't appear dead in the town right because they're the only ones that can since they have the persona abilities and can enter it and are the only ones that know about it as well yeah. allegedly correct allegedly. Yes. yes except for and um so so you you start doing that and people stop dying what do you know it's like we know what we're doing <laughs> but then there's a magic plot twist. You know, you, um, as the game goes on, you're introduced to more characters, which you subsequently recruit. So you have, um, and I, I'm going to go out on a limb and reckon this is your favourite, Kanji. Oh, yes, I love Kanji Tatsume. Troy Baker brings this character to life. I think that might this might be my favorite Troy Baker role because it's so ridiculous and perfect. Uh, I really like Kanji. I never used him a bunch, but I like him as a character a great deal. A great deal. Um, Kanji is um, portrayed to be the local kid who's gone really off the rails and has joined a, you know, he, he's reputed to have beaten up some motorcycle gang and, uh, you know, he's got bad press. So he appears on the Midnight Channel because everyone thinks that he's responsible for a lot of um, local well, bad coverage and, and violence and things. To the extent they think he's in a gang. Yes. Yes. But but he is he is a if he is, he's a gang of one. And he's a year below you at school and um you know, he looks up to you and you begin to mentor him and you also then find out that he's actually got a very soft side to him. Um, although he, he tries his utmost to portray a hard bastard role all the way through, and then suddenly you find that he likes to take up needlework because his mother runs a, you know... A, the textile shop. A, a sewing shop, yeah, a textile shop. And he has aspirations to, to take over. And... Uh, you have Nauto, who is the child boy investigator, or is it? Yeah, Nauto appears periodically as just someone who comes and asks you a few things or, or suggests that there's stuff going on in the background. And, you know, Nauto's working with the police. And. Because the police are apparently incredibly incompetent, but they've the got a dachi on their rubbish, team. Rubbish. So yeah. yeah, they're pretty yeah, terrible. Probably. They're the, yeah, they're, they're not great. <laughs> Or, well, the, I mean, the police is your uncle, who you managed to hide pretty much everything from. <laughs> and, uh, There's and, a beer in the fridge. Do you take it? <laughs> <laughs> and Toro Adachi, who is quite easily the worst cop ever. And he has no problem slacking off to the extent of you meet him in Junez and you can social link with him by slacking off with him. Or you can try and report him to your uncle. Oh, he's the Always worst. report him. Yes, to your don't uncle. let him. Always report word. him to Dojima. So even though Dojima's got other things to do, just, yeah, word. Adachi's the yeah. worst. He, you just see him hanging around outside, like in the, in the doorway to Junez. It is worth noting that the person who voices Adachi is also the person who voices you 
in the later in the other games where he has a voice, correct? It's weird. Um, is it the same guy? I'm, I'm not I, sure. I did not know I that. think it's the same guy, and it's really, really weird when you know that and then go back and play Arena or something like that and listen to the voice acting in it. It's weird. I'm sorry. My headcanon, you is silent. I'm I know. I know that. I know. There. He has a voice, though, especially in the animation, and it's yeah, it's weird. Um, he has a voice in the animation. He has a voice in Arena as Adachi well. makes me want to punch him in the face every time he talks, though. Like, badly. <laughs> so, Yeah. Let your mind be blown there for a minute. Uh, Adachi, I think he he's the extreme example of I'm I'm lazy, I'm pathetic, and, and incredibly incompetent and clumsy. Yeah, and and I'm and I'm bored. And basically. ultimately, <laughs> I feel entitled. I think that's the best yeah. way to describe him. I feel entitled. He feels held back because he's a, he's a. A rookie detective working for Dejima in a backwards rural town where and nothing nothing ever is happens. happening. So what's there to investigate? Yeah, and uh, and then the murders happen, but he doesn't really seem too bothered by them, except for when he's throwing up at crime scenes and he's running off he's in another direction because he's so disgusted by it. He's the worst. Mm. Yeah, he he's not a great character. No. <laughs> And uh, but but you can become his friend and spend lots of time with him, and uh, yes. So we've said Yukiko Amagi, um, who a lot of people will try to romantically involve themselves with. As I say, my I I prefer to do that with Chie, and I found that um, that when you did, she feel you get more of a sense of accomplishment with it because she's not had the opportunity to be feminine very much. And um, as a result, when you start, when you take her out to a date, and she's incredibly uncomfortable. Oh yeah, Super someone awkward. says like, "Oh yeah, are you doing that for your girlfriend?" And she's like, "Oh, that's right, you you have a girlfriend now, and and it's me." And yeah, she she's about as embarrassed as you could ever take a teenager on their first romantic encounter. She's adorable. It, it's so perfect. The interactions are just spot on. I love her. I I think I went down both social link paths with with both her and Yukiko because I thought Yukiko was interesting in other ways. Um, and I I want to say that I don't remember how I ended up with this. I think Chie was the romantic interest. Look, I played this game three times. I probably did this every I, way. I, I've gotten around. Yeah, I mean. you know. <laughs> look, my bro was pimp the first time I played this game. I was like, look, I don't care. All social links will be ten. Bitches line up. <laughs> like, you know, I got things to do. Okay. I think I think you linked me to the best picture ever where it had it had something like um social link ten and and there's a girl in bed and he's he's already on the phone lining up the next Yeah, one. <laughs> look, look, line up. I got things to do. Get out. Get take your cake <laughs> elsewhere. I gotta go. <laughs> to explain You spend a tender moment yeah, with Chie. So you spend a tender moment with Rise. You spend a tender moment with Yukiko. Yo dog, it <laughs> What will happen is at a point where you, you spend time after school with them or in the evening and you will reach a stage where it says you've become more than friends with this person and they will start getting jealous if you yeah. spend time with another girl. Whatever. Warning, bro. Yeah, yeah. you should probably <laughs> delete those text messages, doc. Like, you know. uh, game recognized game. Yeah, I had no problem keeping those on the DL. I I worked that I, shit. <laughs> okay. I think if if I'm honest, I think the first girl that I sort of went for a a, a deep so social link with was the um 
the girl who's in the drama club. Oh God, oh, she's I did so that same up. mistake as yeah, well. She's so messed up. Never go for the side characters. Always go for the ones that are in your group because you have so many more tender moments you can spare. Well, there's that, and no. there's also there's a direct so video games, but there's a direct reason to do that. Like it improves your battle situation to social link yeah. with your bros or hoes, as it were. Um, so. <laughs> <laughs> You know, <laughs> oh, I'm clever. Look at that. Throw it all out the window. We're just here already. <laughs> I look, all right. Like I said, line up, right? I got things to do. So, <laughs> Another character that uh, the Roxy mentioned there was Risei. Risei Kujikawa is, um, well, she's basically your Britney Spears. She's Taylor Swift. She's Japan's Taylor Swift, man. Okay. She's a Japanese pop idol. And she's a year below you at school as well. But... She's um she's taken a year off from being in the in the public spotlight and is come back home to her her family's um shop to- in the tofu high street shop, right tofu shop yep why not and uh, and she's trying to avoid the press who are hounding her and um yeah she she basically wants to go back to school for a year and she's considering quitting quitting public performances try and figure out who she really is yeah and she is another character that you then have to go and rescue from the from the midnight channel from a strip club nonetheless oh Oh my god that dungeon let's be very clear that's my favorite that's my favorite audio track in the entire game dungeons oh that's my favorite dungeon it's so uncomfortable but i love it It, it's seedy this character is is supposedly 14 yeah i know it's gross you're introduced to her in a bikini and you know doing a beauty contest wow yeah this game is so messed up when you go through that dungeon like what the doors in that dungeon are are curtains and every time i use the button to open the door it made the curtain sound i'm like no what's on that what is actually on that curtain why am i touching it what? It, it smells like pina coladas 
and shame. I, the, the, the strip club, well, um, <laughs> it's, it's just it's just wrong. It's awful. You, know, the, it's awful. You, you really have to forget about the age that Risa is supposed to be. But you because can't. otherwise, as, as a responsible adult, you just feel I'm going to turn the lights off now. Oh, God, don't. No, no. I yeah. actually think I might have drank my way through that particular dungeon when I played this game the first time because it made me so uncomfortable. I'm like, oh, I'm so uncomfortable. It's so gross. It's so gross. What are we doing here? Why am I here? And then, Why? And then I was thinking, I'm playing this game at the at that point. I was playing the game in my underwear at like three o'clock in the day, and I'm like, you know, I need a job. <laughs> like this is the point where it's all <laughs> this gone. This is my yeah, life. This is where it's all. <laughs> gone. This is my life. Question. And then Don would come home to work, and he'd be like, "Are you in a strip club?" I'm like, "I don't." Yeah. Yep. I gotta go. I need a shower. I'm at rock bottom. I need okay. a shower. Okay. <laughs> it's just that mess. That one was a that was a mess, and that boss fight is a mess. Just. Ugh. Which is when you actually face up against Teddy's shadow as well, so... As I say, re- you have Reese's and then Teddy's back-to-back. Back because te- Teddy then steps up to the plate yeah. to join the team as a fighter. And he gets flat. Because up until this point, he, he's been your backup. Yeah. He's been yeah giving you hints and tips. And Reese can't fight. And she will become she will replace Teddy as a stronger backup character. And Teddy then joins your as, as your... Your new, um, he's your Bufu main, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. So, like, you guys have seen the movie or read Stephen King's It, right? Yeah. Teddy's Teddy's boss fight hardcore invoked It for me. Oh. It was creepy. It made me uncomfortable. It takes up most of the screen. It's not. It has a deep, scary voice. It's taunting you and telling you that there is no truth to be found. It's completely nihilistic and it's like, accept your death. It's nightmare fuel. It's nightmare And cool. it's also easily the hardest fight that you've done because you're straight off the back of resets. You don't have a chance to heal up. There's no save. No There's save no save between those two boss fights. Thankfully in Golden, you can start from the same floor that you died Yeah, on. that was nice. That wasn't the case in no. Persona 2. I said bad words in this boss fight. Um, oh, our, oh, oh. Now, th- this is the one that I did on the first attempt, and I felt so smug because everyone was telling me, you won't do it. I did it on my first try as well, but I figured out the trick to Rize's fight fast. If you don't, you are boned, and it is over. <laughs> oh, Go yes. home and take a nap and try again. Tomorrow. All the resistances. Yeah, you just all start blocking bra <laughs> like you know it's guard is your friend it's not just there to be a selection on the screen that you never touch no use guard yeah when, when teddy very gently suggests that shit is about to get real you should probably listen to that okay um, <laughs> you know just pro tip for later in the game too but yeah that that was a difficult sequence i would not call it the most difficult battle in the game for me but that was that that oh that well, comes later no uh, yeah it was the most difficult uh, up until that point it was obnoxious. yeah it would it would go on to get much harder kanji's was pretty balls hard i've got to say but that was before golden actually in uh placed in that you could use fire on one and ice on yes. the other well technically technically kanji had um he had two bosses didn't he because he had, um, he had, was it charming guy and handsome and guy himself. or something? He had, like there were three of them. Nice guy and tough. There guy. was one that, that was, was a buff dude, and there was like he would buff, and there was one that would lower your resistances and stuff like that. Do you mean buff as in he was he was pretty handsome? Yeah, no, yeah. Oh, well, he would flex. Yeah, to he make did all flex. The, uh, with, the spells oh. go off, so he's like, Ugh. God, that those those, like I said, those shadow 
Hyper-masculinity, just so many icons of it. Kanji's boss mechanic was, uh, or his his shadow persona, um, it was dealing with the fact that he might... um, might have a thing for guys. Which they never clarify. It's, it's very ambiguous. I love that they did they, that. They left it ambiguous, and for Western audiences, they toned it down a lot. It was a lot more straightforward in the Japanese release, but they didn't know whether or not we could handle it, because that's kind of a hot button issue over here in the States. It did then work with the fact that it's set up that you be- you can believe quite easily that Naoto is a boy. Uh, yeah, I think... And then... yes. And and Teddy, uh, sorry, that Kanji has a a bit of a thing for Naoto, and doesn't know how to deal with that. And then it becomes obvious, or it is basically told you, Naoto's a girl. And I love her character. He gets more embarrassed. Yeah, I think that's good. He, then it's even more confusing. It, it, to it's him. clear he's he's not sure whether he's comfortable with the fact she's a girl because she she chooses to dress as a boy and. You know, he's he's conflicted with his sexuality, yeah, and very much. So. It, he just is continuously conflicted with it. He even says it himself. He's like, guys, girls, it doesn't matter. I'm just scared of being rejected. I think that's yeah. rad. I think what they, I think that by toning it down and making it a little bit more subtle, they made it more interesting. Yeah, definitely. Because they made they made it into every teenager who goes through that thing. You know what I mean? Like everybody or anyone who goes through that. You know, or anything where they don't know who they are. You know, it's it's awesome that they did that. So, which there's a lot of that in this game. Yeah, for the time it came out, it was a very brave move yeah. as well because it's only been in like in the I'd say the last five years that you know they've had openly gay characters in games. Yeah, like when Mass Effect three came along, there was a, there was all that big outrage of um, having Jones in the you know the um, the guy that flies your shuttle when he just comes out going, oh yeah, my husband's dead, and there was so much outcry at first, going, oh my god, it's being rammed down our throat, and no, no. he says it once, and if you choose it. to not, put, it's like the weather, yeah, it's it's if you, it's, if you so... choose to do nothing about it, it's never mentioned again, a hundred percent, like like just you know, that's the way it is, and I like I like that, and I dig. I dig what they did with Persona 4 because they made it like it's set as a bunch of teenagers who are trying to figure out yeah. who they are anyway. So it's perfect context to attack those kinds of issues in that very ambiguous way. It's excellent. I have to say, though, I like that Yosuke actually does do the really childish and immature thing of being like, so are we safe being in the same tent with you? Yeah. Or are you really, you know, and it's like being someone who's come out myself, I had to put up with that a lot of shit. So... Seeing that, it's like, yeah, that that's how you, you know, that's what happens. They made it real. Like, people mm. can be really, yeah, people can be really, really insincere and really dickish, yeah. even though that they're not trying to be because they just don't understand. Yeah. I think it's good that they use Yosuke for that, too, because he's the perfect character for that. Like, to, because he's, because he's already obnoxious. He's doofy and obnoxious, and he says a bunch of stuff that doesn't make sense in the context he says it in already, so he's perfect. He's set up as being just idiotic enough. To make that work and make it be believable, so take that. And then the the last character or the last main character that you you have on the team um, was we we just said that Teddy steps up and and joins your team. Teddy goes through a bit of a transformation because at this point it's revealed that Teddy is actually a shadow, and the shadows are the bad things from the the TV world, which you know Teddy has appeared or been. Um, created in the tv world as a good shadow weird and a good shadow has his own shadow it's is very odd if you sort of really analyze it because shadow like, gains sentience and self-awareness and, 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 and a body 
grows a human body? He he what? grows a human body inside his inflatable, soft, furry, um, sh- yeah, suit. Which, when you think at certain points, it gets flattened. Like, as if it's a balloon being steamrolled. I love that. It, it cracks me up every time. It's so <laughs> strange. He is the suit. He is his human body. They exist at the same time. Persona. Yeah, it's a persona. <laughs> it's a persona, bro. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Damn you, Teddy. And, and he says that. <laughs> I know. Every time he casts magic, he says persona. And I want to persona. Yep. And my husband just looks at me every time and he just goes, really? Shut up and get out of this room. Don't look at me. You know. But when when he spawns a a human boy, I'm a real boy. Kind of, um, kind of. <laughs> or it's a, it's a very um very well dressed. He's got the frilly shirt. I love he's, it. You know, he's Fabio. And not at first. No, though, he was hair. just first. He's naked in the suit. Naked, naked, sweating, stark naked. <laughs> <laughs> it's really gross, actually. That piece of anime they animated that cutscene by the by, when he rips off the head of the suit and drinks water or whatever. And it's really creepy and gross and weird. It's meant to be like the Bishonen anime style, like pretty boy thing. Yeah. But you know that the minute that head came off, it's got a smell. Oh, yeah. You just... It smells... Can, oh, sweat and crotch smells. And it's not good in there. Okay? It's not good. That suit needs some Febreze. <laughs> and Teddy is... a. Bit of a womanizer. Um, well, he wants to that. be a womanizer. He he's he's a dog on heat. Yeah, he's man, woman, or goat. He doesn't care. <laughs> he's always chasing Yukiko for smooches. He's um, he's the grossest. Yeah, <laughs> so gross. That's where you start realizing he's kind of an asshole, <laughs> especially when he starts cock blocking you yeah. in like, the worst ways. Bro, go away. <laughs> yeah, he's he's always talking about scoring with the ladies, and um, yeah, he's always trying to kiss. Which them. Yukiko put that in his head. Yeah, like, before he didn't have any real concept of a self or who he was, and in meeting you, you basically present to him the questions of like, who are you? Yeah. Like, what do you do? And like, what do you want out of life? And the minute that he says score with a hot stud, you know that the dominoes have just been flicked, and that is not going to lead to anything good. <laughs> yeah, he he wants to be the hot stud. Yeah, it's interesting because they tie his social link to the story progression. Like his social link progresses automatically. You don't get a yeah, say. It's it's the team's yes. social link, and then it becomes his. I think. But then he has the star. Yes, which he be- is actually yes. separate. So you exhaust the uh, investigation team one, and then the star one starts towards the end of the game. And it's interesting that they tie it to him instead of like, you know, just specifically to that character. They tie the progression forward of the story, and I think it's so he's figuring out who he is while I'm trying to figure out what the hell is going on and trying to save and you're figuring out who you are too because you actually doesn't know that's why you're the fool that's why you're zero and can change your persona Mm -hmm. but another thing that happens with teddy and and is is a further example of how the high schools are stupid in these games because in persona 3 you you meet igus and suddenly igus appears at hey, your look, school new girl yeah. yeah and they and they just call a new girl and that's it they, they, you know nothing else is said about it hey new girl you have this weird robotic cybernetic sticking out of your head yeah, they... and um your arms don't seem to be made of flesh whereas whereas in 4 suddenly teddy who who's now living with yosuke <laughs> um because and because is the mascot of june yep. yeah he he 
in in his bear suit, he becomes the the mascot. But as a human, he helps work in the shop, and uh, or just generally sometimes in the bear suit. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And um, and he also sometimes starts going to school. Just and, randomly. You know, nothing is said about this student. He's just occasionally there. But he goes when he wants to. It's the strangest thing. I want to know what's going on in Japan, okay? What is happening over there? Like, you just, just have people show people up? don't care about randomly appearing students who who not there every day. They're just sometimes there. No, he just there. shows up with his pretty hair and his Fabio shirts. Really. <laughs> like, he's, he's an icon. And Hanako starts uh, stalking him around, which is... Some of the creepiest moments of the yeah. game when you just see her peering over the stairwell like, who is that handsome man over there? Like, no, no. Let's talk about the stairwell then. Um, so yeah, we, we've said about the main characters. The stairwell is—you um, can run around the school in between lessons. So the the main way that the game play will work is you get up, and if it's a weekday, you go to school, and you may get asked a few things in the lessons, uh, which helps towards some of your um, your abilities in the in the dungeons. Be prepared to Google. Yeah. yeah. Or or just be incredibly clever about a random assortment of things. But seriously, <laughs> if you're going to try and do it um first time without failing and ruining your things, like you want to score well on the high school test yes. because suddenly everyone is jealous of you and um you know that that's good for you. And your social links go up with everyone quicker. Yeah, cuz they they're impressed. You also usually get an item that buffs you and yeah. some money sometimes too. Oh god, Dojima just like, yeah, he just pays, pay me, just throws a chunk. <laughs> so, so after... I guess I better do this uncle shit. Yeah, for I, well, I'm gonna throw go. money at the problem. That's what I'm doing with my daughter, right? God, nice Dojima. <laughs> so after after you do a lesson, you might have an afternoon lesson, or you'll go to lunch, and people might invite you to have lunch with them. 
Or no, you can invite them to have lunch, can't you? And uh, and then you go and share some. Only if the fridge is full of food the day beforehand. You can make a boxed lunch for them. Apparently, it takes all night to make something. And then you make the make the lunch, and you have to. Oh, you better know what the you hell you're doing. You sit on the roof. And then you sit, you on, sit the on the roof and eat sandwiches. And they tell you how bad your food is. Most of it's the time. adorable. It is cute. I love it. <laughs> I'm really. I'm a bad cook. <laughs> Basically, you have a lunch date with someone. It's the cutest. Or you might get invited out for the afternoon or the evening by a random colleague. It might be one of your one of your bros or your hoes, <laughs> or or it might be someone you've met by doing one of the after school clubs. Oh, so God. Y- you're offered to do the soccer team or the basketball team, and usually it means your social link is going up. Yes. Whether you do the basketball team or the soccer team, you will meet both characters because the the two sort of characters from those um, links are best mates. Yeah, they come as they come as a pair. So you, yeah, you, you'll overlap both of them, and that will then also lead you to meet I Ebihara, who is apparently once upon a time was a fat girl and now is a super glamorous person who's been told that she's going to be the coach of the team. I hated her and wanted to punch her. Just me? I honestly said to myself, I probably would have liked you better when you were fat. Word. Because she is a terrible person. She's a bitch. And she is so ugly on the inside. She tried to ruin all of my social links with her bitchiness. Go away. But it does give you the best moment where you have to juggle how good of a player you are by going shopping with her oh, and Chie. <laughs> And Yukiko. And at the same time, you're also hunting for girls with Yosuke. Look, okay. I'm so fly. <laughs> and and the, fact that, the fact that they actually had that one in the animation as well. Did they put that in? Because I, I haven't gotten that. that, that yes, is in, yes, yes, it's in Golden. That's amazing. It's so good. And Mary's there, so there's You've also even met a bigger... Mary, yeah. And, um, and she she's the character that's added for the the, the Golden version. You meet her as you enter the town, and she's she turns out to be a resident of the Velvet Room.
Oh god, how the hell do I explain this? Okay, there's, um, a, there's this dude with a giant nose. Room. Okay, and there is a place that is somewhere between, between reality time, space, and... and reality. Oh god, oh. You get summoned there to have conversations with Margaret and the nose. Igor. 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 Yes, Marie calls him the nose. I know, it's great. <laughs> it's so self aware. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it, have you seen that thing? That it can That's open doors. See. I think it has its own social security number. I've checked. So. But whenever, you, whenever you go in there, it seems that if she's not present, you start reading a poem that you've found a scrap of paper on the floor. Oh, uh, the angsty you know, poetry! She runs in, snatches it off you, and she's been writing poetry, and she's mad at you for reading it. And... Oh God, she is the teenager. Yeah, <laughs> to end all teenagers. But she, you get tasked with showing her around the town and yeah, showing her the real world. So you, you basically have to take her on dates everywhere, and she then gets involved in your social group. So all your friends meet well, her. Your and... social group involves himself with her every time you yes. want a nice quiet moment alone. Yeah, they yes. one shows up. Can you people? I am trying. Player got to play. All right, you got to get out of my space. Um, it's it's interesting because they did this in Persona Three, right? Yes. Where you had to take what's her face? Elizabeth? She wanted to go see the world? Yeah. yeah. Yes. So it was cool that they kind of like, uh, you missed that? We got you. We're bringing it back. So I like that a lot. But she, um, she makes quiet observations because she doesn't know anything about the world. She doesn't have a memory. She doesn't have a memory. And she, she makes observations like she starts saying, she starts calling, uh, Chie and Yu, Yukiko red and green. Because it's like, you're always wearing green. And they go, no, I don't. It's like a power okay. And they go shopping and they choose the colors that make <laughs> yep. the colors that they wear all the time. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, she she's the uh, the link that you should be going for, really. At any opportunity. Because mm-hmm. it will also... Um, it Because your characters decide to turn up on your dates, they um, they also up their own social links at the same time. And as the game goes on... If you have put in enough time with Marie, you will be able to access the extra dungeon as well. Yeah, that thing. Oof. Oh boy, that's a yeah, thing. We'll that... get there. Oof. We're 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 trucking along. <laughs> I, I I've got to be honest. I didn't, and because Golden, it, it's an extra dungeon. It doesn't make any difference if you don't do it. Correct. You can still end the game in the normal manner. You just don't get the extra bit at the end where you find the super out happy fun her. time yeah ending. you don't get the super happy fun time yeah. ending you get the good ending and that's what i got but oh, basically yeah, yeah so um you go on dates with people at school you you get a job um after school at working at the hospital where sleazy nurses try it on with you oh such um, a weird social oh, i think it's implied that they do uh yeah look <laughs> Oh, that's socially. She's unhappy in her marriage. Yeah, we're we're learning anatomy. Look, um, you can you can go and do some tutoring with some obnoxious kid. I want to punch that kid. He was the tower. I I, I never went to be to do the nannying. I just oh, I couldn't do it. I did. I did in some capacity through my three playthroughs. I've done everything that exists in those games, and some of it's just not no, just no. No more. <laughs> I would say that you want to max Mary's social link out. Yeah. Yes. But not to go for her as your romantic interest your first time through. Agreed. Because I found it really lacking due to the fact that she's so tied in with everyone else that you don't get those moments of, 
at the festival when、mm-hmm. you're watching fireworks, or during winter time whenever you get to spend you know Christmas together. Yep. You don't get that many scenes with her until you get to the extra dungeon. That's where all of her story is just backloaded. Yeah. I'm sorry, but you're talking about Christmas. I I can't ever get the the words out of my head of listening to Leah and Elaine talking about this, and <laughs> you know what I'm going to say, don't you? Continue. <laughs> Leah came out with the line of, "So Yukiko came over at Christmas. We had cake, and then we fucked." <laughs> Pretty much what happens. <gasps> I'm dying because that happened. I mean, that's what happens. It's exactly what happens, right? I mean, like, wait a matter of fact. Let's just wait to make the cake a euphemism for fucking video game. Like, great. I was never ever going to pursue Rise as a romantic interest, despite how over the top in your face she wants it. Whoa, hard. Look, lady. (laughs) All right, form a line. Okay, there's a cue to the left. Hey, I like that about her, but I don't know. I'm kind of into that. (laughs) She, she is, she is jealous of anyone you spend time with ever. I like Risa actually a lot uh, because she's so ridiculous. Because it and and because her social link as it progresses shows that she really doesn't. Girl knows what she wants. She does, but she's also super insecure, just like the rest of them. So it's really interesting. But I, I could never deal with the idea of her coming over at Christmas and spending the evening there with cake. When, when all of your family is not at home. Yeah, oh, where the hell are they? And Teddy by the even way? moves in with you for a little bit. <laughs> yeah, what is going on? Okay, yeah, no one's here. I'm just, just having a girl it's over. My house. This is my house. <laughs> gonna, hey, Dojima, you mind if I use your bedroom? Hey, how's your futon? You know, like what? Video games, man. That, that whole thing is ridiculous. So good.
So, so yeah, bearing in mind this takes place over a school year. The fact that you, you get to Christmas before you're about to cement the deal, and by all accounts, you could have ended the game by this point. Yes, if you don't, if you do things very, very badly. Uh, and it's the thing about Persona Four is it's really easy to do that if you're not paying attention. Or don't care. Even though it warns you at certain points and is like, hey, uh, big things are about to happen. Yes. But it, it warns you so far back. The, there's multiple ways to screw up. It, it, yes. You can, you can screw up by... You get to what, you're, what you can perceive as the endgame dungeon. Very and, easily. And, you know, the, the source of all the murders has been revealed. And, um, and you have to go into the TV world to take it on. And depending on what happens, Nanako is in hospital. So your your cousin, who has gone the whole game calling you big bro, and from being a shy girl, you know, shy six-year-old, to, to absolutely adoring you. Um, and, and you see how strong that she is as a person, oh, even totally. though she's so young. Look, this broke my heart, okay? She, she, she is in hospital. Dojima is just beyond despair in hospital. He gets um, into a wreck, actually, he, going after the kidnapper that takes yep. Nanako. Yep. So he ends up in the hospital. He's ready to do his own throat, I think, by this point. And, um, yeah, you can screw up by basically... You can finish the dungeon, come out, and then it just goes, okay, Nanako doesn't get better. Yeah. She doesn't die, but she doesn't get better. And then it will just skip straight to the end of the school year. Yep. And, and you'll go home. Bog. And that's it. It's really easy to to screw that up too. Like there, it does warn you, but it's easy to make the wrong choices at that point to make that happen. The right choice to make is, wait, guys, we're missing hold, something. Hold wait, up, guys, something's we're yeah. missing something. Yeah, and hold that's true. On. But if you don't <laughs> missing something, it, it's funny because Persona Three like makes it very cut and kind of cut and dry. Like that you. Well, can, Persona Three puts a big big yeah. warning across the screen <laughs> saying. Things are about to go immensely wrong. And it, you the know, destruction it of all humanity yeah. or saving it. Yeah. Go ahead, choose one or the other. <laughs> it's very clear in that game. So you get to, if you play that one first and you get to Persona 4, you're like, the hell? I don't know. I do not know. It is a mystery, though. Yes. I mean, it's a lot more of a mystery this time. <laughs> and they do a very good job of making it feel like a murder mystery, like in all the right ways. Like, a oh, plot twist. Uh, yeah. Second plot and twist. And once you get through it, you can see those things. Like, you can see all the red herrings. You can see yes. where the evidence and breadcrumbs are laid. And it's yeah. just amazing. <laughs> I, I, I'll be honest. When when the the proper kidnapper was revealed, because you think you've wrapped it up quite early on. Mm -hmm. You know, oh yeah, we go to which the which happens room. multiple times in yeah. this series, actually. Mm -hmm. And then it turns out perhaps that's actually not been happening the way you're seeing it. And um, you know, all you're doing is is postponing things. But yeah, it's not achieving the result you think. And I was I was really shocked and surprised when I when I found out who it was. I love first of all, I love that they did they set that up perfectly, beautifully. I love that they used kind of used Nanako to get there. You know what I mean? Because oh yeah, because they they spent all this time through this game developing a very subtle emotional connection between you and Nanako. So for them to cash it in at that moment and make her sick and make you have to save her was incredibly impactful. It's like they spent like eighty hours of your life, okay, 
building and then this. Teddy is gone. Yeah. And, and Dejima has pretty much all but called you out on yeah. you're involved in this, aren't yeah. you? And, and you feel bad. They make you feel bad. And and you're you're at that point. It's like I want to tell you, <laughs> even though I straight up told him, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I I he that all of that conversation made me feel bad. Like my getting involved in this put Nanako in that position. Like that's so I like don't usually I don't know. I don't usually video games don't get there, you know, usually for me. They don't get mm. to that point where I actually legitimately feel like, man, this I well, I'm an asshole. You know, I feel bad. That one they cashed it in perfect. It was excellent. I'm like, wow. Oh no. Um about the time that this actually came around and you find out who it actually is um, this is where Margaret gives you the metal baseball bat. Oh, and I was just like, ooh, okay, I know what I'm going to do with this. Yeah. I'm going to have my murderous fury taken yeah. out on this man. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. It's just, it's perfect. I, and really, your relationship with Nanako is literally developed in little pieces throughout hours and hours and hours. Just little interactions. They never make it big. How about that first time that she asks you what happens when people die? Yeah, uh, yeah. Shit. Oh, oh, oh my God! She starts talking about her mom. Because her mum has, yeah. her mother died. You know, that, that's accident. why it's just her and Dejima. Yeah. While she was trying to pick her up from the nursery school, yeah. which is where you go to work. Yeah. At, at the daycare. Yeah. Actually, that's the same place. <laughs> like, 
little stuff that, that then and her not getting to go away for golden week and like all this like little things where you just feel bad you just feel you know connected to or her the fact she wants to go to june's of all places during golden week and i'm like i got you but we could go somewhere else <laughs> like mm. there's okina we can go to okina I've got a motorcycle. I got this motor. I got this motorbike. And how pumped she gets when you just like when your friends come over and invite her out, you know, to come yeah. out with them. Because like, they, they totally want to spend time with her as well. It's rad. In fact, Chie is one of the first to yep. uh, invite her along whenever they show up. Yep. They're just like, hey, uh, uh, apparently you're not doing anything. So come with let's us. all hang out. Why don't you stop cooking eggs, sadly, and hanging laundry in the house? Come on. Let's go. And going going out for the fireworks where Jijima turns up with her and yes. she's gone and dressed up in the Japanese gear as well. It's and, so uh, cute. So oh, with, she's got her yukata. Yeah. yeah. And she and Teddy gives her compliments and it's all very adorable. And Teddy oh, and Teddy, Teddy and her creepy. Yeah, Teddy, Teddy's a little back creepy. Away from my cousin. Yo, bro, I don't want to have to break your legs, but I'm gonna see. Wait see, right. I always thought that Teddy Teddy never perved on Nanako. Teddy was genuinely caring for her. Yes, I think so too. He was protective of Nanako. He ends up becoming a surrogate brother for her. Like he, he was almost he's like, like her- your little brother, and yes. she's like your younger younger sibling. Yeah, he's like the middle child who's just trying to hang out with his sister. Almost like it's it's interesting, but. They said all he's these the little... middle child that Dojima never wanted or asked for. And he's a creeper, and Dojima's like, just don't talk to him. Don't touch him. Don't touch that frilly shirt. You don't know where that's been. It's been inside a bear suit. I don't know where that teddy bear thing came from. It <laughs> hangs in the closet. It smells terrible. I just... Nope. Nope. I. They do all this stuff, and they integrate Nanako into all these kind of impactful moments, and then they cash it all in by having her kidnapped, thrown in the TV, and you having to save her. Money in the bank. It's so good. So to progress the story, that were you know, as I say, you can you can fail dramatically and game over. You can, you can you can be successful, but not hundred percent successful. And you can save her, but she doesn't get better. Yeah. Or you can pull it out of your ass, and you can you can. Get the deal done. Yeah, and you can look up a walkthrough like I did. I, I, I did completely and utterly sail through it. <laughs> and and you can feel you can feel like a saint. Yeah, that, you know your doing has has woken her up from a coma. And um, that's when you then start going on holiday with your your friends. Oh, like you go skiing with yeah, them. Yeah, that was new. <laughs> okay, that was definitely new. That was weird. So, I'm like, wait, we just. We got to save the world. <laughs> yeah, so so you you've you've done you've killed the big boss again, I mean, or so or so you think, and um, <laughs> and then you get you go you go skiing and you start having flashbacks to something's missing from our life, <sighs> and that's when you then nowhere near Junez, you get the opportunity to go into Marie's dungeon. And Margaret has been calling you, telling you that Mary is missing yes. at this point. Yep. The entire time that you're waiting to go on the ski trip. Like, if you've been social linking with her, you'll slowly but surely get dreams that flash through all the memories that you've made together. Which is like, I know, I've done that. <laughs> yes, because you, you can social link with Margaret as well yeah. <laughs> by oh, this point. God, yes. <laughs> that was an odd the one fusions, to do. So many fusions! Oh, I love Margaret, though. I do. Yes. She's oh, way rad. Nice she's, she's, yeah. I, she's, if Elsa was real, dude, or in Persona games, that's her right there. <laughs> rad. Um, 
that what it's I like that the they kind of shoehorned this whole thing in right to golden yeah. from the original game because the original game definitely flowed better towards the end because this piece was not in there but yeah. if you're gonna do it let's go full ridiculous let's go on oh, a ski and trip. the winter time is probably the best addition to the game too some of the best music in the mm-hmm. game can be found there i was like oh my god this has got to be my favorite piece ever and building the snow teddy outside of the dojima what? residence yes. when they come home it's so cute oh. it's so cute and and you also get to see all your friends in their snow outfits you know the the, the winter <laughs> outfits they're so oh yosuke the new year oh the new year was such an adorable that was good bit. yeah Especially whenever Yosuke is getting ready to perv and is like, oh, they're going to be in their kimonos. Like, it's going to be their winter kimonos and it's going to be so sexy because I have a fetish for that. And, ah, yeah, drool. Just in regular clothes. (laughs) And he's so bummed. (laughs) And they're just like, what do you expect me to wear? Yosuke is is responsible for you ending up at the Imagi Inn in the hot springs. And, um, you know, all all the boys are in the water naked and has. Either of you stood your ground in that situation. Did you ever have the courage enough to actually say, stand your ground? I stood it? my ground. Hell yeah. Oh, did you? I never. No, I did not. <laughs> no, I was like, I got to go. I'm sorry. Retreat. Right away. Oh, yeah, I totally called for like to hide your boy bits and run. Like somebody could get really injured here. <laughs> then you get the towel outfit. No, oh, I, that, I, yes. you stand your, stand your ground and you um you just get chased off by the girls anyway. <laughs> oh, God. It's so dumb. A similar oh. scene happens but, in Persona. But, but yes, the school, the the ski trip. Yeah. So, ski so, trip. so yeah, you you um you have the just the most weirdest dungeon. Saying it's the weirdest dungeon is something. Just it, I can't quantify it because they're all ridiculous. But it's it's totally the first one that has a mechanic yes. that is different from all of them because you are actually generating SP by beating the monsters and in order to do that that means not spending very much of your your persona's abilities like going straight up melee on them so that you can just hold on to as much as possible yeah. because do your items get disabled um all your items are gone yeah. they just give you a base equipment and you have to find little items that are all um spoilers here there are some that break through the resistances that right. the enemies may have and don't use any of them until the very end. Actually, hoard them like they're precious, precious Word. little gems. That's what they are. <laughs> but yeah, you get um, healing items and uh, SP items as you go through, if you're lucky and find the the treasure chests. And don't die in the process. That dungeon yeah, was really If you're very... not, you go and face the, the boss of it half-cocked, and that's not... It's not good. No, it's, that's it's, not it's... a good thing. <laughs> like, if you want to make up new curse words, okay, that's a really good way to do it. Go in there and get ready to fight. And you only have one day to do it, too, basically. Yeah. You have one shot. It, it's awful. It's um, abusive, actually. That's what the fox is for, though. That's, look, let me tell you people who play this, who want to play this game, one thing. Pay the man, okay? The one thing I learned... <laughs> he leaves, he's got a bib, and he's got a scar. Everybody like, wants to save their money. The no one wants to give the fox their money because he looks shady as fuck and he sits on the corner and, you know, he's selling you leaves. Give the man your money. Pat its head. Pay the man. Pat its head. And if it likes you, keep patting its head. Yeah. If it doesn't, stop patting that thing's head. It will growl at you. Look, that is the one thing about that game that I tell everybody. It's like, oh, you know, I just ignored the fox my first playthrough. Yeah, me too. The thing is, if you pay, no. if you use your yen to pay the fox, you can do dungeons essentially in one go. 
and you create a situation in which you are all powerful. <laughs> Pay the man. Okay? He likes your money. Give him all your yen. <laughs> <laughs> I love the fox. Uh, but uh but yeah, if you, you, you rescue Marie and um after a huge reveal, if you uh, if you even have the opportunity to go and rescue her, like I said, the first first time I did this, I she just disappeared from my game, basically. Yeah, and, bye, and, Marie. Later. <laughs> yeah, you you just you just stop having her call you, and it's like okay, well, the game was obviously designed without her in it in the first place, so it doesn't affect anything. All that really happens is. Um, you go off and you fight the the super final end game boss, and you're successful with that. And then basically the the school year will finish, and it will end with you getting on a train and going home with all your friends, and all of your social links, everyone you've met that that's you've had an impact on their life. They come and uh, wave you goodbye, and if Marie has been saved, then she is part of that group. And if she hasn't, she's not there. Which, can we spoil this part here? But um, Marie is part of a god. Yeah. In fact, that the entire time this has been orchestrated by the uh, goddess Izanami, which if you paid attention to Mr. Edagawa's um, lecture that you get whenever you're at GeckoCon um, High for that school trip that they want to call it, um, he's telling the story of how that Izanagi and Izanami ended up meeting and the eventual um, revealed that after Izanami uh, died, Izanagi ends up going to the underworld, finding his wife, and lights her comb on fire, comb, which is something that Mary actually holds on to, to reveal the truth that she's a monster now. And yes. as he leaves, he unleashes the havoc of Izanami on the world and she promises to kill 1,000 of his people every day. And he says, so I will birth 1,500. <laughs> so it's kind of a good analog of what's going on in the game, since you're trying to keep this great havoc from happening, and your character's first p uh, persona is actually Izanagi. Yes. I <laughs> like that. That loop around is good. The way that they, like, loop... It's the only way that makes any sense. Well, it doesn't... If, if you don't get to it. still doesn't make any sense, really. No, but... no, it's Japanese as fuck. Yeah, yeah. That's just a cultural barrier between us and Shinto mythology. I think they do a good enough job of of explaining it in a way that makes it feel, like, not... Pl let's not use the word plausible. Let's use the word video games. You know what I mean? Like, they give it a plot. You yes. know, it, that... It's, it's very video it's games. It's video games as hell. But it's it's good, because at least they, they use... They, they give your persona, first persona, some meaning in that way, and the final boss has some meaning, and the whole, like, loop around kind of makes weird sense. Like, you get to the end of that game, and it kind of feels like Stockholm Syndrome, because it kind of feels like that game took you on a ride and explained things, and you believe it, and you shouldn't. You know? Like... In the moment, it makes sense. Yeah, and Out of you, the moment, it makes no correct. fucking sense. Correct. Out of the moment, you're like, I am a crazy person who's talking about foxes and gods and the underworld and what... You know, another yeah. loop that it does is that in Persona Three you have Orpheus, which Orpheus's story is pretty much the same as Izanagi's. Yeah. yeah. Yep. <laughs> Except that right at the start, that Orpheus um, morphs into Thanatos, which oh, is, rad. is rad. That is a yes. metal opening for a game. <laughs> that's how they introduce to you the fact that you have the wild card and you have the potential to field any persona. 
I just wa- in the beginning of Persona 3, I just wanted to scream metal because that's metal. Like that whole scene is awesome. So Persona 4 does not quite have the metal edge except for the shadow bosses, but it's warmer and fuzzier. It makes you want to hug it. It's a lot everybody. more personable and it's yeah. not as much about death and <laughs> the, the world the, ending. The loss and mourning that happens with it, of course. <laughs> yeah, Persona 3 is a much darker game. So if, if if I was to summarize the game, I mean, like I would I would play this game on my lunch break at work, and people would say, "Oh, you know, what's the point of that game?" And I used to say, "Well, you know, I I'm going to high school, I'm going on dates with people, um, I'm answering tests by funky student, and um, I love that game because there there would be this kid that's on the top floor of one of the buildings that you could go to, and he would ask you questions, and you'd you'd have to answer them all correctly in one go. And if you failed one, we'd be like, "Yeah, man, come back tomorrow. You only get one try at this." And yeah, he he would he would just talk. But it's the same question, man. You're asking it the different day. It's same I, thing. I've got my phone. Can not I just Google it again? <laughs> but funky, no. <laughs> you don't go anywhere. <laughs> and I did like the fact that on. On on arena, I think it is one of the trophies. Says something like "Funky Student would be proud." Oh, it's so they're so <laughs> self aware. They're so self aware. I don't think. How long did it take you to explain this to a human being? Because I, uh, I, I don't think we have, and we've been on this call for nearly two hours. Yeah, <laughs> look, this, this is the first time. Well, Justin and I on a previous podcast actually talked for like two hours extra about yeah Persona, after we finished recording. Yeah. <laughs> This is the first time we've tried, really. <laughs> I mean, it, it's fuck bitches, get money, save the world, ultimately, right? But it's much more complicated than that. But... And, and, and pay foxes. You've got to pay the man, okay? <laughs> That's your boy, okay? Uh, he's... I gotta say, um, I got really emotional at the ending. Like, I really felt like, before that I had seen the true ending, that, you know, you're really leaving behind friends. Like, yes. Even though that they have broadcasted this from the very beginning that this is a year a complete and utter year you're not staying here this is just a small moment in your life you start creating these links that are going and bonds that are going to last beyond that time beyond any sort 
of separation between you. And it's really a game about friendship in the end. Everyone's growing stronger by that. Oh, yeah. I mean, Pete. People bang on for as long as they can about how they think Final Fantasy VII was, you know, one of the best games. And I would say, if if you get this game and and get into this game, it wipes the floor with Final Fantasy VII. Mm-hmm. Oh, definitely. I mean, it is important for its time. Yeah. But they're nowhere near as in depth with the character um, dynamics between one another. They do not cover near the amount. Of material that they have within this. I mean, we're talking about using Jungian psychology and archetype symbols here. You can del- you can actually write a term paper yeah. on Persona if you wanted yeah. to. Oh, I should do that. <laughs> I mean, what? Uh, it's funny because people, whenever people ask me what my favorite game of all time is, my answer is always Earthbound, which is an old RPG from the Super Nintendo era. And then yeah, you get beaten up by police. Represent. Yeah, but <laughs> the thing about Earthbound is that in a lot of ways, and the reason that Persona Four would, and even Three would make my top list is because they have similarities. Like Earthbound was largely a very weird RPG, but all about forming bonds. Ultimately, mm. if you really, really look at it at the core, and these games are exactly the same way. Like the battle mechanic is super fun and engaging. It's hard. It's challenging. It makes you work to play a game. But at the core, like it's about making friends and and figuring out your insecurities. And that stuff is compelling. You know, it's yeah. other games don't touch. And a it. lot of the time, it hits deep. I mean, I'm sure that all of us at one point just said, "Man, I feel like this game is actually like yeah. talking to me directly, not talking to you know just the pl- like to me." Holy shit. Yeah. Well, the, re- the reason it does that is because, and, and this is another thing that separates it from Final Fantasy. Final Fantasy is very much a case of the story is written and you are going through it. Mm-hmm. This, the concept is written, but it's your story. Because you can choose who you spend time with. And as a result, it tailors it to an individual experience to you. So, yeah, if if you went to spend all your time with Naoto because she has trouble coming to terms with her sexuality and um, femininity as well because she's been almost engineered to be this, you know, focused on being the detective because she owes it to her grandfather. That is a completely different experience to if you go for Chie because she's the first girl that you get a chance to romance. And they're completely different characters. They have different um, social links. The social links can take during any time during the year. They can happen. Yeah. I mean, I, I social linked with now, uh, with Nanako and Dojima after they got out of the hospital. Yes. They ended up, that ended up being cut off like at the head whenever I was about seven social links in with Nanako. Boom, she's gone. And, you know, Dojima's not around because he's in the hospital. So... You know, getting to spend that extra time with them, it hit home a lot more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and um, for me, like I've said, I didn't really want to spend time with um, Adachi, but I did from time to time. And well, that that was another one that got cut off, and and I was unable to do more of it. And I kind of thought, well, I've wasted that opportunity. And if I'd have known, I perhaps would have invested in it earlier. Yeah, but you don't get that. And and as I say, I I didn't. You know, I messed up with uh, with the whole Marie mechanic, and as a result, it just disappeared. And and I didn't because it it offers you other things to do. You don't think, well, when's that going to come back? You know, you, yeah. you're offered something. You're just not offered everything you want. Which there you go is you know choice matters within this game. Like it's going to progress regardless. Yeah. But 
how you choose to progress through that and the mundane things that you do from day to day matter yeah. on a material level and just on you know a day-to-day basis yeah if if someone if someone meets you at lunchtime you and, and invites you out go out with them always yes I, I think the interesting thing about this game is like it forces you to balance playing a video game and doing social links for the sake of advancing your video game ability to win yeah it's like you're having your experiences you're growing closer to these people you might not even get to social link with someone on a day you might have to go and do your job or just go home and then maybe Nanako will be there to talk to you or maybe you'll have to go out and you know do something at night like go to the Aya or find one of your friends walking about and talk to them even though you're not supposed to be outside because Dajima is kind of an asshole. <laughs> yeah. Do I want to boost my stats or do I want to do do I want to do the social link specifically to boost this social link or do I want to do it because it's interesting and it offers you the ability to say I want to do this one today because it's interesting. I want to do this one because you know, F video games, I'm interested in this character. It's cool that it lets you make those choices. And ultimately, whether or not, you know, what you choose affects how the game ends, but not how the game plays largely. I mean, some certain choices just make the game a little bit easier than others. But I like that it doesn't force certain choices down your throat. You don't have to do anything. You can do whatever you want, uh, for better or worse. I, I love that. So after you end up leaving and you've left behind everyone and you've kind of moved on with your life, you still stay in touch with them. You still stay in communication and you come back, which they imply that you this isn't the very first time that you're, you know, you're coming back or maybe it is, but you have a home there now with Dojima and Nanako and all of your friends come to welcome you back. Dojima lies incredibly badly that, oh, um... Yeah, we're not here at the moment, so you mm. have to go and explore around a bit and eventually realize that, oh, they were going to throw a surprise party at your house the entire time. And is the transformation of your friends night and day at this point? Um, Kanji being one of the most obvious, he dyes his hair black again, starts wearing glasses, is wearing a button up white shirt that's tucked into black slacks and he's actually a little bit more presentable or at least the japanese stereotype image of presentable um naoto is completely and utterly rocking her femininity um and yosuke has actually involved himself with the community and is getting junes to start utilizing local goods and local services within 
their store so that they can actually not be so much of a damper upon everyone. Risa's going back to... Um, she's decided, oh, my God. Oh, oh um, Chie has decided she's going to be a policeman. Right, she's been actually interning with Dojima, and she's basically been ridden pretty hard. Um, Yukiko is working at the inn because she finally came around and accepted that and is actually being really, really successful at it. Um, Teddy has been staying around, I guess, with Dojima and them keeping an eye on Nanako. Nanako! Her hair ends up growing out, and she starts taking piano like her mother used to, because her mother was apparently a piano teacher, which you didn't get to learn until just then. Um, let's see who else. Risa, well, she goes back to being a pop idol and completely and utterly redoes herself. And when she shows up, of course, she you know flaunts it and is like, "Look how sexy I am, senpai." Um, but one of the most shocking things is that Mary isn't to be found anywhere. And then the TV kicks on and the weather girl <laughs> yeah. ends up announcing that today is going to be sunny and the next day and the next day. And so long as you want it to be sunny, she will because she cares for you. And yeah, it turns out that Mary's God powers that she's had have manifested again and she's the guardian of Inaba. So she's taken up her duty as guardian by being a weather girl. Hmm. I guess it makes sense in Persona. And and, and predicting weather with 100% um, accuracy on a whim of what she decides it's going to be. Nanako even says, like, every time that she says it's going to be, you know, whatever weather condition, it always is. Even though it it's a sly reference back to the beginning whenever she says, the person on the, uh, the TV is always right about what's... Uh, the weather that's coming, and it's just like, oh, I see what you did there. Mm. And and then then she throws a line in at the end. Ah, oh yes. Oh, oh no, no, it's on the animation, isn't it? Um, on yes. the animation at the, at the end of the the weather report, she she declares on the TV, "I love you, you." Yes, yes, and, I, I and it makes Rise go absolutely mental. It it actually happens in Golden if you um, pursue her as a romantic interest. But I was waiting for that long for her to actually announce it. And by that time, I'm just like, it took you this long. You said it maybe one time beforehand. I went and saved We went through life. all this. You know, I, yeah. I stopped the end of the I put world. all these other girls inside. <laughs> what have you done? And then you get a tender shot of you and your friends. And it's just the next step within your relationship together. And you get to see that, like any good friend, you know, you want your friends to move on without you. You you want the best for them, even if it doesn't mean that you're there in their life, like, directly. And it nicely sets you up for the story of Arena, which is a tale for another day. But that's basically, every, it starts with everyone getting excited that you're coming back to visit. Yep. Again. Yes.
everything but you do my everything Controls. Um, basically, you you run around with one thumbstick and um, interact with things, and then lots of X button and the magical square button, which allows you to transport wherever you want to go in the hub world. Yeah. Even you're told by a woman, the and magical square square button. button all day. On the on the golden version, when you go into a dungeon, you can ask for help. Oh, the SOS mechanic by the SOS the, mechanic. Uh, big oh, happy yeah. button. <laughs> Which basically, what that means is if you're online and other people are online and they're also playing the game, they can give you like boosts in the sense of they can give you a thumbs up and things like that. And you might small be small amount of SP, a little bit of health. Yeah. Yeah, it it's just it's just tiny buffs basically. And and sometimes it might say when you're running around, it might say someone requires some help, do you want to send it to them? And you can go, get pissed off. You know? <laughs> <laughs> or or you can go, Yeah, sure, it doesn't cost me anything and um and that'll buff it them in their game. But other than that, the only other thing it does is um you can check what other people have been doing as well. Yeah, it it does like on the walking dead, it tells you you chose this, but other people chose this. Yeah. And uh, that's pretty much it. Um, Elaine, graphics improved from Golden um, over P4 on the PS2? Yes. I oh, think they up-res the thing to... Yeah, I think they up it all the way. Did they take it all the way to 1080 or was it 720? I don't know. I'm thinking I know originally it's probably 720, but 720 they completely from 480. all the models because yes. they actually have facial features yes. and the... The cloth has a lot more physics to it. The jacket didn't have as much wind blow effect on it in the PS2 version. Did they version. change one of the actors' voices as well? Yeah, uh, two of them, Chie and, and Teddy. Chie. They could not get those actors back, and they wanted they. So the the interesting thing between Four and Golden is that 
They uh, accelerated some of the dialogue so that there was less repeating uh, and repeating of things, right. you know, and they re-recorded a uh-huh. lot of it because of that. Now's our chance. Yes. <laughs> they, oh, so bad. They So because they sh- pulled some of that out, they actually brought all the voice actors back to do it all again. So they couldn't get Chie and Teddy. I don't, I know a lot of people were very, the Teddy voice is pretty Teddy close. Teddy is close. It's Teddy close is enough. as close as you could get. Chie is different, but I think that. I prefer it I like, now that I've gotten used to I it. I do too. Josh, you're between, wrong. I'm sorry, but Joshua Garrett out there, you are wrong. <laughs> I think uh, I between playing both arena games and with all their dialogue and playing Golden, I think once or twice now, twice. Uh, I I prefer her her other voice. I like it better. It suits her better. It, I know, I know. Everybody can get mad. Go ahead, send me your hatograms. Whatever. <laughs> all right, I don't care. Her her original voice actress was good. The second one is better. That's all. <laughs> and and it's also the same characters that they use in the animation as well because they yes. they double up with a lot of the um the sound files. Um, right. Okay, we'll 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 fly through the rest of it quickly then. Um, favorite missions or dungeons. Um, I mean, f- I think the the text adventure one for me was. Uh, that, it was very, oh, was very good. Yes. The, yeah, the kind of filler one that you kind of get. Um, the red herring dungeon, as I like yes. to call it. Uh, I, I'm sorry, the strip club is probably <laughs> <my favorite. laughs> it's, it's super gross club, and super uncomfortable. Kanji's but that, and probably yeah. heaven. Heaven is amazing. Uh, except that, yeah, that music. Oh, I, I've, yeah. I struggled with um, with Nanako's one. I, I, I didn't like it because because of what it was there for. It's it's a hard yes. It's difficult. If you Just bring like struggle along, the strip though, club, a lot of them in that dungeon are uh, weak to either holy or dark, and that's what Naoto is all about. So just let her wreck shop. I think by that <laughs> yeah. point, I I had my main three that I stuck with more often oh, than anything else. I you no, I did. I did on lock. I did have them on rotation, but like you know, if I had Teddy on the team, I always had to have Yosuke because they would have their Junes double team. If I had right. Chie, oh, I'd have to have Yukiko. Yukiko, the they go well so together. So I'm guessing that Kanji and Naoto have something. They, they do. do yes. Oh, yeah, I've yeah. never seen that because I've never they had do. them on the team sh- at the same time. I I YouTubed all of them at one point because I never had. I didn't have the two of them on the team at the same time either. Uh, that was was rad. It's good. Um, but the uh, the backup, I like. I like Teddy's backup cavalry attack because he comes in on roller skates. Oh, on the roller skates. It is. I so love adorable. that. Or with Kanji's bear bike. suit. Kanji just picks up oh, his yeah, bike. Kanji the old bike with the, the basket on the front, too. <laughs> those those cavalry attacks are so video games in such a good good way. It's Chie's like so Galactic self-aware. Punt. It's one of the best Galactic things in all Galactic Punt games. is Chie's finisher in Arena. It, yes, oh, you just have to play this game. It's great. <laughs> you should. You should just play through the story mode in that game, because it's worth it. It'll take you three I don't have an Xbox but, you know. or a PS3. <laughs> There's so much dialogue. Yeah. It, that so that really is a text adventure with a bit of voiceover. Oh yeah, I set it to the easiest difficulty because whatever, and I set it to like single rounds, and I'm like, let's just play a text adventure where I punch things occasionally.
think a lot of people on the Vita still regard Persona 4 Golden as the best game released on the Vita. In my opinion, it's anyway. It's regularly, <laughs> oh, yeah. regularly featured and um, in the sort of high 90s. And it, I, I, I can without doubt say it's the game I have spent the most amount of time on. And it's never felt like a chore. I never felt like I was doing busy work on it. Oh no, five times through, and it's still just as fresh yeah. as ever. I agree with that. I think the only the only low light, and it's questionable whether you could call it that, because it really depends on how you play the game, is that it has a couple of weird difficulty spikes. Oh, the grinding the, just the fir- insane. The first one is actually, it, the grinding can get bad depending on how you play. I didn't have too much trouble, especially my second time through. The game really like wants to smack you in the face right from the beginning. So Yukiko's Dungeon is actually secretly the hardest part of that entire game. Because you don't have a whole lot of persona options available to you. Your ability to kind of grind is very limited. You don't have a lot of time to save her in game time, and your social links are absolute poop because they don't exist right now. Even it's actually really Plus, difficult. That is the hurdle Even, you have yes. to get over, because you can get all your equipment and all your personas, but you got to have the yen for it. Yes. And it's it's that that dungeon is the first major dungeon you hit, and I think it puts, if you're not if you're not willing to battle through it, it's the, it's it will put people off. It is the hardest part of the entire game. The rest of the game, there's some other portions of the game where you might have to grind, depending on how you play and whether or not you choose which you should always to revisit dungeons to to fight the optional second and go boss on the TV to get the weapon. When they ask you to please just, just go on the TV, go <laughs> fight. But uh, that that dungeon, Yukiko's dungeon, right at the beginning of the game, is actually the secret hardest part. If you can get past that and understand what the game is trying to teach you about the mechanics, the rest of the game is easier. That is hard, and it's weirdly hard at the point that you're at. So that's the it's 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 questionable whether it's a low light or just like yo get better at video games you know but it's it can be very challenging right up front my one low light i'd have to say was the amino sagiri fight and the final fight with izanagi i mean uh, izanami those are really hard yeah they are <laughs> the original amino sagiri fight on ps2 was one of those situations yep just like uh persona 3 where i was up from 12 a.m. all the way to like 6 a.m. So just eating it just eating. after two hours of fighting. Uh, oh. and it, it happened to further me. Further and further. And it's like, oh, maybe yeah. I should go and grind. Still under level. <laughs> no. Yeah. That. Yes. Low, low lights for me then is Vita battery life dying because you've played it solidly for six hours. Or, yeah, um, yeah forgetting to save often. Oh, oh. you should do that. You should do that. Yeah, you need to do that. I I was obsessive about the calendar. Yeah, I was. uh, One more. Just I'm not going to bounce out of this dungeon yet. Three rolling saves. Rule of thumb. Three rolling saves. Yes. Always keep them. (laughs) And like, if you're questionable about how much SP you have, use the go home. Barry, get out. Mm -hmm. Go, go pay the man. Okay. Go talk to your foxy friend. Uh, It'll be bad if you don't. Um, just quickly grab some some rankings for us here. Uh, Metacritic has Persona 4 at 90 out of 100, and it has Golden at 93 out of 100. I agree with that. The GamesRadar 2015 um, rank had Persona 4 Golden rated as the 53rd best game ever, which for a Vita title is pretty impressive. 
and um, people that you may have heard of, Jeff Gersman from Giant Bomb has described it as one of the best times I've had with video games, whether I was playing by myself or watching someone else play it. My name's Vinny and I cast Bufu <laughs> on things I shouldn't. <laughs> Damn it, Vinny. Look, I, for people who may or may not be acquainted with Giant Bomb, go to YouTube and sir, if you care about this game but maybe don't want to play it or just want some comedy for your day, uh, I want to watch people be infuriatingly you mean bad you're weak because you're not gonna get out you of mean your month <laughs> uh because i'm gonna you go google giant bomb persona 4 endurance run you're welcome i'm sorry and uh regarding um kanji and his sexuality there is a bit of difference between the usa and japanese um segments of atlas atlas usa have stated that they left kanji's sexual preferences ambiguous and up to the player however there has been no word from developer atlas japan concerning the matter um, now the way i see it if you do max out his social link when that's when they finally come to terms and openly admit i felt this he does pretty much, yeah, say, I I haven't, you know, I might have a thing for men. <laughs> but well, he has a, um, if you go under his social link, you can see a little blurb that is where you're at in their relationship right now. Yeah. And he says, the other me is me. Yeah. I, I like that. Yeah, Subtle. so he, he, d he does openly accept the, uh, the, the shadow uh, kanji who, uh, who is immensely effeminate and um yeah just so over the top he's flamboyant i mean oh, that's a good word to i like it <laughs> it's a perfect word it's a good word and it's you know i think it's entertaining i like the way they did that but um but yeah he he's he's conflicted all the way through the game and it adds to his his depth as a character and and it does leave it for you to decide really definitely a highlight in my opinion if i had to state mm -hmm. one of them um, okay, well, we've been recording for the best part of two hours now, um, pretty much, or at least we will do when I put in some music. You've been listening to us talk, gush, and generally uh, appreciate Persona 4 Golden and Persona 4, and this is uh, this has been me talking about it with Roxy and Elaine. Elaine, um... Do you want to promote your 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 YouTube? Or sure, your, your we could do that. I mean, we could do that. Uh, That's uh, what I have time to do right now. I I haven't been on a podcast in a very long time, so this was a delightful and dangerous uh, visit. Um, it was a challenge. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> Must have been good yes. for you to dig out the mic. Yeah, at the very least, Twitch streaming is going to happen, which will be archived. So Twitch.tv/etdragon. Uh, which is also my Twitter handle, ET Dragon, and it's ET Dragon LP on YouTube. So follow me on Twitter. That's where all my real stupidity comes from. And Go what's going to happen out. now? We're terrible people. We're awful together. <laughs> I love you, Roxy and Justin. Uh, what's going to happen now? Here's what's going to happen, you assholes. I'm going to boot up my Vita, charge it, charge it for four days, boot up my Vita or my Persona box and play through Golden again. I hate you both so much. I don't uh, have time for I, this. I'm, I'm about to walk in there and do it right after this. I'm gonna do it. I was after this. I was like, oh, I'm gonna play The Witcher. And now I'm all like, I gotta reach out to the truth, you guys. I gotta go. I gotta talk to the fox. Oh no.
how many times did you listen to the music and try and work out the words? I gave up after about oh the my god time. <laughs> I did. I gave up, and I think the second my second playthrough, I was like, I gotta know, I gotta know. But it was to the point where when I went to the gym and ran on the treadmill, I would totally play the battle music because let's go. Let, let's face let's it, ninety percent of the time is baby, baby, baby. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I like that one too. Mass Destruction is a real good song. I can't wait to hear Persona 5's battle music. Let's go. I'm ready. My body's ready. Uh, Roxy, working. People should have heard heard you give out your details before, but um, what, what's going on with you? Where where can we where can we keep up to date? And you can find me over on Twitter at my pet Roxy. Is all one sentence? I guess. Currently, yes. Currently, <laughs> that is subject to change. Yeah, for now. And um, hopefully, you'll be hearing me on in the future. Maybe if there's more game casts, but. Uh, outside of that, yeah, you can just check me out on Twitter. I'm usually trolling around most other podcast communities and game nights. Um, if you see a Roxy that's either a wolf or a pink unicorn, probably me. (laughs) (laughs) Combine those two into one thing. (laughs) Oh, God, I I, I need to go and ask my sis to draw that now. I need an illustrator right now. Right now. I was going to say, I'm I'm, sh- I'm surprised Elaine hasn't said, is it not a unicorn that's also pooping rainbows? Well, I mean, you know, I just assume they all do. It's a given. <laughs> right? <laughs> right? I mean, I'm told. I, I, the way I understand unicorns is they shit rainbows everywhere. Is everybody... I, I think that... I no? Think all right, I gotta go. We'll establish that in the headcanon. <laughs> right? I've talked to the fox a few too many times, okay? I was so watching Roxy playing um, Diablo... And going to Whimsy Shire. Oh, oh, that was great. That was that was magical. Oh, you you're gonna go and kill rain kill you're gonna go and kill rainbows, you're gonna kill go and kill unicorns and teddy bears. It's so wrong, but I loved it. <laughs> but it's so good. It's so good. There there are times when <sighs> that game is beyond explaining, but but nowhere near as much as Persona. So uh <laughs> who knows, maybe we'll talk about that game in the future. Oh god, but, give me so, another excuse. Yeah, you, you <laughs> You've been listening to us talk nonsense and trying to explain it in a rational sense. It's never going to happen. We're a bunch of crazy people. (laughs) It's good. It's like cake. Go play this video game, okay? We'll figure it out yourself. It deserves your life. I was going to say, wait, before we go, if you guys, if you're listening to this and never play this game and you play it, you need to live tweet us through the process. Just saying. Oh, definitely. Right. Just, oh, you you've got to you've got to say so. So this just happened, and we'll just sit right. there and nod. Just and tag go, us. That's, that's right. <laughs> yeah. There we go. All I was going to say is, if you're part of the club, you know, you you know what it's like. It 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 just is. There's no explaining. It just happens. Persona. Persona. Indeed. <laughs> Persona. Persona. And with that. I'm going to leave you with some delightful music and I want to thank Roxy and Elaine for joining me ending my my birthday hour as it's now 3.30 in the morning here. Oh man, go and get some sleep. Yeah, you should do that and dream about Persona. I'm just saying. Yeah, I might have dreams now. Yeah, (laughs) we should all play Persona again. Thank you very much, guys, and uh, we will have another show for you soon. And Please get in touch with these lovely people that I've been talking to. Um, I I do on a regular basis, and they are smashing people. Aww. Well, We're smashing. Social link there. achieved. <laughs> yep. Level 10. Woo! I am you and you. What is it? I am, uh, I am uh, thou and thou art I. I am thou and thou art, thou art I. Yes. I, I do have my tarot cards over there. 
Me too. Oh, I, I do too. I'm looking at them right now. This group is definitely the fool arcade. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but only, only until we, we reach rank 10 and then develop the yeah. next one. Then we're the judgment arcana? Yeah, wow. we're the, well, actually, accurate. <laughs> Super accurate. <laughs> Allow me to sit here and foolishly judge you. Wait for it. <laughs> oh, yes, that would mean so much if you've played the game. Please do. Please do. Thank you very much, guys. Thank you. Bye. Thanks for having me Bye. on. Bye. Bye.
Thank you to everybody for listening to our Persona 4 Madness. The actual madness of mad people. The madness of crazies about Persona 4. I hope you guys enjoyed listening to this thing as much as we enjoyed sitting in front of microphones and recording it. And we will catch you on the next episode.